0: This is uh, Julia Sweeney, who uh, is, I've always been a fan of hers. I, I, we mentioned it in this podcast that when I went through my um, atheist phase, my heratheist phase, her show, Letting Go of God, was, it was a big part of that, finding a, a compassionate and funny and interesting way to sort of approach um, a non-religious worldview. I don't know, uh, yeah, an atheist worldview. And she's just wonderful at that. And as you can see, she remains wonderful at that. Although with some surprising twists and turns, which I found fun and interesting to talk about. Uh, I also want to mention that she has a new show um, at Largo. If you're going to be in the L.A. area that she's doing monthly, you can go to Largo-LA.com for tickets to that. I also have some uh, Largo shows coming up. Uh, April 25th is my next Living at Largo show, which is my stand-up show where I do uh, a nice long set, but also bring guests out, which are always incredible and always super fun, and music. It's just like, it's my favorite night of the month every time. Um, We also have some book shows coming up to promote the release of my book, Comedy Sex God, which, uh, as I always mentioned, is available for pre-order now uh, on Amazon and all that good stuff. Uh, May 15th, I'm going to be at the William Vale in Brooklyn, uh, to talk about the book in conversation with a special guest who I'm not allowed to say who it is. And that usually means it's somebody cool. Uh, you can go to wordbookstores.com for tickets to that. Uh, May 18th, I'll be in Boston. The first show sold out. We added a second show in the afternoon. Um, it's going to be me in conversation with a journalist. Uh, go to W B U R dot.org/slash/events org slash events For tickets to that It's going to be wonderful to come back to Boston And do some shows um, And then May 23rd Me and Rob Bell are going to be doing My good pal, Rob Bell Robert Holmes Bell Did you know that? Bell mm-hmm. knew that uh, Of course she did um, Me and Rob talking about Comedy Sex God at Largo uh, I'll see if I can make some of these available For podcasts Maybe the Rob one uh, But if you want to come see it live that's May twenty third. Speaking of live podcast, June third, we're gonna do something we've never done before, which is a live. You made it weird with just me and one guest, um, and that's gonna be Colin Hay, um, who I love as a solo artist. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Incredible, incredible uh, musician. You may know him from his uh, band uh, Men in, Men at Work. I almost said Men in Work, but he's done so so much. It's it's almost silly to mention that he's done. He's had a whole lifetime of career since then, and he is unbelievable. So that'll be a night of music and a live You Made It Weird conversation with just Colin Hay, June 3rd. Tickets to all of those shows, the Rob Bell Largo, the Colin Hay Largo, and my stand-up Largo uh, will be at Largo-LA.com. Hope you can make it to that. Uh, Before we get to this wonderful chat with Julia Sweeney, I do want to give a shout-out to the Pete's Picks. I always go third with Charlotte's Web. This week, I'm going to go first with Charlotte's Web because they were my first Pete's pick. You guys know this, but I'm I'm passionate about it. Charlotte's Web hemp oil is made from the hemp plant, but they use science to remove the THC. THC is obviously what gets you stoned uh, and what makes it like an intoxicating experience. And they leave the body and brain beneficial CBD. Uh, It's legal, ships to all 50 states. It's not an intoxicant. It's something that for me personally, I use um, for redu- reduction in stress. When I'm very, very stressed, that's when I'm using my Charlotte's Web every day. When I was shooting, crashing, certainly really, really, really swore by my Charlotte's Web every day. Just makes the shoulders go down. You know, you just kind of relax. It's almost it's almost subperceptual, but I, I, I kind of explain it as like a happy, healthy glow sort of right behind, right behind your face that you just sort of feel a general, lift in your mood and your general well-being, a decrease in anxiety and stress, which is a wonderful thing. Um, And hemp is a wonderful plant ally for that. The Stanley Brothers are an incredible reputable reputable company. They grow it in Colorado. It's grown, as I always say, it's the only hemp grown made for human consumption. It's not just general bulk hemp hemp bought for no purpose. And they make this wonderful, I, I use the Everyday Advancement chocolate, I also love the bombs, the topical bombs they make that have hemp in them. Wonderful for uh, muscles, aches, pains, headaches. Rub it on my forehead. Really, really helps. Um, so go to CW, like Charlotte's Web, cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code Keep Crispy uh, to get 10% off. The best way to experience it, obviously, is to try it. Uh, but so many people come up and tell me that they love it, and uh, I hope you do too. Um, the other pizza pick for this episode is Cachava. Cachava is the newest pizza pick. I love it. It is a plant based superfood drink, uh, super mix. I'm not just going to say mix, I'll say super mix that I swear by. I'm going on the road tomorrow to promote the book and do some stuff in New York. And the quickest and easiest way for me to, first of all, eat breakfast uh, in the morning when I have a flight is Cachava. And it's the easiest thing that I can travel with. Um, because it's very hard to eat healthy when I'm on the road and when I'm on the go. It is 100% plant-based. It's got omega-3s from chia and flax seeds. It's got eight superfruits. It's got 17, 17 greens and veggies. Gluten-free, soy-free, free of artificial artificial sweeteners and preservatives. It's got digestive support built right in. It's got a, adaptogens. 24 grams of plant-based protein. 9 grams of fiber. Uh, But here's the best part. It's actually, actually delicious. It's got powdered coconut milk in there, so you just mix it with water, makes it creamy, delicious. It's got just enough coconut sweetener to make it palatable to people who want their superfood things to taste good. I make it with just water. You can make it with almond milk and maybe some frozen strawberries if you're nasty. Tastes like strawberry, chocolate, ice cream. Makes you feel amazing. It's basically like a nutrition overload. One- Cachava smoothie, I would wager, has more nutrition than most people would get in a month. It's incredible. It's got maca root in there. It's got cacao. All of these are worth a Google if you're wondering what superfoods can do for you. But it makes you feel incredible, and it's a wonderful and fast meal replacement. It's as close as I've come to a meal and a pill. It really keeps you full for hours, and I love it. And they give you 20% off. I reached out to them because I love them. I said, can we get the weirdos a a promo code? They said, yes, 20% off kachava k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash weird just go to that site and make your order you'll get 20% off and the third one is me undies I'm wearing my me undies uh oh, they're just gray they don't not all their patterns are sometimes I get some like more formal ones just your, you know your basic your blacks and your grays you know when you're going out on a on a fancy evening or whatever but they do have a lot of fun prints Star Wars prints, pirate prints, they got polar bears, they got penguins, they got all sorts of fun things that literally, I'm surprised at how much it puts me in a good mood when I'm putting on something, the first thing that I put on is something that is bright and fun. But the best thing is, super, super soft, and super, super good fitting. I actually just went up in a size on my MeUndies, because uh, if, if you're on the, on the bubble, and they do have fitting stuff on the website, I go a little bit bigger, because they are perfectly snug and wonderful, and I found that perfect fit and that perfect softness, and I couldn't be more happy with my underwear. It happened, me and Val did a complete overhaul. I realized that I was tired. I'm I'm a grown-ass man. I like comfort, (laughs) and I like fun things, fun underwear, clearly. So we just got rid of everything and bought tons and tons of MeUndies. That's what I did first, and I loved them so much. Again, like with all the pizza picks, I reached out and said... Can we get a promo code going and i think you're gonna love them they're made from micro modal fabric which is a fancy word for the fanciest nicest softest fabric they make a boxer brief now that has a fly for people who prefer to go through the gate versus over the fence they make onesies and like pj pants which they call lounge pants it is incredibly incredibly soft it's three times softer than cotton the fit is perfect the prints are fun and if you are a first-time purchaser, when you buy me undies, you get fifteen percent off and free shipping. That's fifteen percent off the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. Here's how you get it: go to meundies.com/weird. I love them. I'm wearing them right now. Val's wearing them. I, I think she's just in her peaches. I'm not sure. Uh, that's a little pro- that's a little personal, you guys. Back off. But go to meundies.com/weird. And check it out. And, and that's a fun way to show fun. It is a fun way to show your support of the podcast. Okay, that's it. Please buy Comedy Sex Scott. It would mean so much if we could get some pre-orders and have the book start strawing out the gate. Hope to see you at Largo. Hope to see you in Brooklyn for the book show with a secret, super special guest. Uh, Boston for the first show. Hope to see you at the Largo show or the Colin Hay show for live You Made It Weirds here in L.A. And in the meantime, enjoy the wonderful... Julia Sweeney, get, Val, can you hear me? No, she's in the shower. Get into it. My book, and this notebook is a notebook filled with notes about my book, which now that I'm done, I am terrified to look at because I'll see something that I most likely didn't add. You know what I mean? be as comfy yeah, as you want like, uh, um, you know it, like some line I'm like oh that's the line that would make the whole thing make sense and I forgot uh, to put it in there religion, blah, blah, blah. yeah the perfect uh, just the perfect twist um, that's your microphone. <laughs> I mean you must know that you've written so many um, one person yes. shows Yeah. and those things I mean the way first of all I always forget to say such a fan are oh, you comfy you can sit yes, cross no, no, you can put you your shoes. shoes no put your shoes on or, or whatever I you want
1: feel I want to take off my shoes you
0: may I don't know if people have like Feet thing, The Ooh. intimacy of feet sharing I'm also I'm barefoot. Know. Katie's wearing shoes Different flavors Different styles But you've written those shows and So you know yes. I don't have to tell and you about some,
1: I mean a couple books from them And I'm trying to Anyway Is that yes, right? Yes I understand yes. I didn't know there were book versions Yes
0: Well I'm happy to plug that no, God said huh
1: Well not plug Yeah I know <laughs> Welcome no, to I LA mean, No no not we plug We don't but, talk about No this is what I realized I'm, I'm an okay writer But I'm a good of in the scale of what i do um monologue like comedian monologous co- comedic monologous but yeah
0: thanks for not I, saying monologist.
1: i know well i don't even i'm trying to get away from monologue or mon- whatever it is either one because it sounds Why? like monotony it sounds like
0: oh it's like vaseline Monotonous.
1: Like yeah it does it's not a good word but i'm I'm trying to be a stand up in my this I really am trying to be a stand up. I'm trying to break into stand up. I know. And um and so So
0: have you not done it? You've done monologue. You you have yeah. the um people love labeling things.
1: I know it. And I just feel like anyway, that's neither here nor there. No, the it point is both here and there. The point <laughs> is that when I, I wrote a book for God Said Ha, based on that, and mm-hmm. then I wrote, um, and I had a contract for letting go of God and couldn't complete it, and had to give back the advance, which what was What do you not mean? Tell me everything. It was the most... It was much, like a complete... bread? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You it don't have to tell me. I remember... Well, this was the good thing is, um, I remember my lawyer, who I love, gave back his commission. Oh, sweetie. Which nice. was so nice. Yeah. Because I said to my representatives, like... I'll just pay for everything oh. and pay you your commissions. Because they did their work. I was the one who didn't do my part of it. You need to I tell me. I feel like me, I'm going to start crying now. Oh, when did you, well, it's personal. It, no, First it wasn't all, such a story. personal failure. It no, just felt like such a huge failure. come on. But I, oh, I still think I'm going to write that book. Why not? Because I Why feel... Why not
0: write it and then sell it?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, no, that's when I decided I would end. never... I Well, then I actually did it again. What? <laughs> and then I wrote a different book called If It's Not One Thing It's Your Mother... You do, uh, and you finish that, and I finished that. But that was an easier topic. It was the religion topic, and I felt like um, it was so emotional for Great me. And I had glasses. so much for. Oh, really? Because I'm thinking fantastic. I wore the wrong glasses. I have these other ones that are those better. Those are
0: fantastic glasses. Love, they okay. really suit you.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, they're lovely. Because I have these other cat eye glasses that I feel like is me. Oh, Maybe okay. that's because of my grandmother wore those. So then I and I look cat just eyes? like her. Yeah, kind of cat eye glasses.
0: Oh, interesting. And you want to be like grandma?
1: Yes. Oh, fun. No, I'm so excited that I look like her. <laughs> I look so much like her. Really? And I've been waiting my whole life for that. (laughs) To look like Granny. Yeah.
0: I wanted to be a grown-up my whole life. You wanted to be a grandmother your whole life.
1: Yes, I did. Uh Henrietta,
0: But not an old woman, just her.
1: No, I don't mind being old. (laughs) I'm like one of those people, like, every time I had a big number, people go, I can't believe I'm 40. I'm like, I'm so excited I'm 40.
0: (laughs) I'm about to turn 40. I turned 40. Is it March? Is it it March? Yeah, all right. Is it? March (laughs)
1: then. March 7th, it's tomorrow, wait, is it today?
0: No, but it's been March for a week, and I'm like, is it March? (laughs) I love being a comedian so much, outside of time. (laughs) Uh, I turned 40 this month, and people are like, oh my God, and I'm like, no, when I turned 30, it was the same way, Yeah. any age, I'm I'm so with you, and I misquoted it as a Native American saying, and I'll never do that again, because people get very upset when you do that, and I understand why, because they're sort of like a catch-all group.
1: Right, you know, like ancient China or
0: anything, which is like something wise. Yes, I was like, oh, it's a positive stereotype, but it's still a stereotype. But there is an expression that is not Native American, where someone said, "No wise person ever wished to be younger." And don't you like that? Oh, isn't that good? Is that?
1: I guess it's sort of complimenting yourself, though.
0: Well, (laughs) it sure is. But what else am I to do with myself? Put me down? No, because
1: now, but now I feel a little bit sad about it. Like I was so eager to be older that I wish. Actually this week Tell because I anything. it's a long thing, but I have this assistant that I is gonna be with me till April fifteenth and I really don't have enough for her to do. So I've then been what? having her digit well then I really can't afford an assistant and I don't need one either. But and I love her, but she's been digitizing all these pictures of mine, like everything up until I had a digital camera. And when I look at myself and I look really beautiful in these pictures, and I know that at the time I thought I looked fat and ugly. Yeah. And I – it's a really emotional thing that I didn't just – and I think the age thing was part of it because I think I never felt like I could compete with the women that were my age. So I was just hoping to get older and out of the range of having – Age into my body in, is a good way. I mean, like I actually do a joke about that on stage. Like, finally, my age and personality are all have met as yeah. one, and I think that's really true. I feel that's but, true for me too. But like, I was—I never fit as a young person. I was too serious about some things and too jokey about some things and inexperienced. Yeah. Like, I was always out of whack. But when I look at these pictures, I feel sad that I didn't let myself. Like pursue show business the way I think I could have if I had just looked at myself and said you're pretty enough. Like I would never yeah. have gone out for any role where someone could be attracted to me.
0: You said no.
1: Yes, I would not. So do it wasn't that. like a
0: Hollywood cliche. Like sorry, no. Julius, baby. No,
1: I mean I could blame it on yeah. them, but the truth was that I never you're thought that paying them that.
0: commissions they don't deserve. You're very nice to them. <laughs> I'm very nice to them. <laughs> but no, this is a huge thing. Is like green lighting. I still catch myself having that jealousy. It's stupid, but I, somebody tagged me in a photo that Mulaney, my friend John oh, Mulaney, yes. oh, and boy, I was like, I oh, so, so I look, looked, me too, and I looked at his account, and it was like a fan account like dedicated to him, and so someone else is running it. <laughs> right. And I was like, of course, because he's a babe. And I caught myself oh, having so that old... Pattern. I, I'm not trying. John is more of a heartthrob than I'll ever be, and that's fine. But I. It it's reminded so me of that feeling. He's a
1: perfectly good-looking guy, and it's also he's older. Kennedy. I don't even think of like now. I don't. I really am on the other side. I. This this seems like I, mean? like I don't judge people that much by their looks unless Good they're you. crazy good-looking. Where right. you know it's some other You're Jude Law. Than, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. If it's Jude Law, that's a different. Thing.
0: Then you go. Then yeah. you, do you have to? Otherwise, mention it?
1: everyone else is in the same.
0: When you're me. saying they're in the they're in Grand Central Station, <laughs> right. Do you have to say very handsome? You know what I mean? And with John, very good-looking guy, but I wouldn't be like
1: no, strikingly right. like you're gonna, like I John Ham.
0: Not. You would John, John Ham. Be I like, would. Oh, there's a fucking really right. good looking man. Oh my god, Find I mean, him. They, I
1: know. I saw him at Largo Star Brothers on Monday. Oh my god, what he's fun. funny too. I know. He's like how Alec Baldwin was when I was on S N L and Alec was younger. I like, remember Alex like, Baldwin. No, but you're just like What if John Ham pops up? Oh my god, up? like this guy gets ever like no he's on every level. <laughs> I'm like
0: <laughs> I just said what if Ham pops up. But remember nineties <laughs> Baldwin was almost oh, yeah. exactly like him. No, no Glenn
1: Gary Glen Ross Baldwin. I know, right. Yeah. But I was amazed that he could be so funny, because I think you have to be... Damaged. Da- well, yeah, like something you're... Yeah. It's obviously you're overcoming something. Look at his walk.
0: Look at his walk. I'm not kidding. <laughs> really? You watch Mad Men? Yeah. Look at his walk. He overpronate. propanates. Oh, like, uh-huh. they're wide. Right. It's kind of like... What I'm saying is, you can see a sense of humor in his walk. Oh. He can't hide his humor oh. in his walk. Oh. Yeah, I've seen every okay. episode of Mad Men at least six times. Really? Yeah,
1: it's, it's a problem. That's how I am. No. I don't mean to tra- out, No, no, oh, I know yeah. we don't have to go there. No, but that's true. Is that real? Yeah, it is. It's, it's like Cuz
0: as I know you know this <laughs> as a as a maker of media.
1: It's like we could talk about crazy <laughs> the whole thing. I'd be happy to. <laughs> I can't
0: even get in touch or it can be hard for me to sometimes get in touch and I want you to speak about this not yeah. me with the idea that people even enjoy what you do, the way that you enjoy the things that you're obsessed with. I I, I have a healthy enough ego that I'm like, yeah, people like the show. Right. But if people are like, it's my favorite show and I've seen every episode six times, I'd be like, that's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> just, right. It's like, not, that's it's something's not wrong. the same. Yeah, I do feel that way. If somebody yeah. comes up, actually somebody just, somebody were at a restaurant, like the waiter or something, was like, at Cantor's, that's right. It was no. at Cantor's, it was so funny. And he said, I love God said how so much. I still watch, I have it on DVD which, I've what, what watched movie? God said ha. Yeah, my first monologue. Shouldn't, and- he,
0: have, shouldn't he have sang it? It's an <laughs> it's a delayed canter's joke. It's a canter joke.
1: That's a good one. There's
0: 28 Jews laughing. <laughs> Observant Jews are laughing oh my God. right now.
1: That's a joke my husband would make.
0: I that's what going back to what you were saying. I've <laughs> aged into my personality. Yes. When I was 25, yes. I used to do jokes. Right. Um, oh, I want. I think it was Max Silvestri and John Mulaney. Helped me talk oh. about how I was like a dorky dad, even though I was oh, twenty five, yeah, and I didn't have kids, mm-hmm. and that was this like click moment, yeah. And now I am a dorky dad, yeah. and I'm already embarrassed. Isn't that my great? Daughter, and you're and she's a baby.
1: <laughs> I know, but that's so perfect for you, especially being in show business. Like your stereotype, you've reached. I've reached like, right, my ster- reach, and I but I am hoping that's true for me because I yeah. feel like when I was spent my ten years out of show business, I thought well, I wasn't. I didn't even think I wanted to be an actor anymore. I just mm. thought I wanted to write only. But After, when I realized post this is, yes. yes, so man. I just, I just moved here from Chicago. Uh-huh. Okay, so where I spent Wait, 10 now. years. Yeah. You live here now? Yeah. Oh, what a mitts. And I moved into my house that I bought in, when I was on SNL.
0: You still had it?
1: Yeah, I rented was it Airbnb? It no, it was. I rented it. Oh, I rented good for it. You. I know it's the best thing I ever did. Keeping never it. sell this house.
0: Yeah, no, I never would.
1: Never. I have.
0: It's. It's not that for people listening. It's not like a palace <laughs> or anything. It's just if you that have a house, good. Hold on to your house.
1: No, and you know what? <laughs> I had. I remember when I bought. I thought this is a good starter house. Yeah, that's and what and people like, said. And now, and now, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so frigging glad I. Hold on to this house. Yeah. And I keep walking around going. We've had friends call our going, house, a
0: starter house, and Val and I and are always like,
1: what? <laughs> what about an ender house?
0: Yeah, this is our We're going to kill ourselves in this.
1: That <laughs> is a dark joke. <laughs> but we have to laugh at our shadow. I promised I would stay here till the end, so I guess I'm just <laughs> going to hurry up the end by killing myself.
0: <laughs> and it looks like we have to move, so we're going to end. <laughs> right, like, oh, exactly. Oh. It's our ender house. Listen, I'm tell mean, me you moved back from so Chicago. So I moved back.
1: But I just... The point is, I wasn't thinking about how I would be an actress in Hollywood at all for 10 years. I thought I had left Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I left Hollywood completely. You Rick Moranist. Yes. Oh, oh, what a legend. Did you know him? I mean, I met him a few times. Yeah, what
0: a what a great. I have I his mean.
1: albums. I even have a, one of his songs on my um, pre-show list because he, really? you know, he. Have you listened to his same no. singing? Oh my god, he's so funny. No, he writes really funny songs. What are they? Yes. Big band? No, they yeah, they are kind of like um, country. Well, he does all different styles. Really? Oh my god, you've got to get I it! I thought
0: you were doing a comedy fun.
1: No, no. Rick
0: Moranis has albums. Yeah, I get no kick from yeah. <laughs>
1: champagne. <laughs> no, he does. You funny know that's stuff. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. okay fine okay but the point is yeah tell me when I came back when I decided Recently. I wanted to earn show, earn more money I wanted to go I wanted to earn money again mm-hmm. and I was coming and my, I was waiting for my daughter to go to college yep and um, like she finally like waiting for
0: Mulan to use the two <laughs> arrows to climb that no to use the two pride <laughs> and respect you oh, know what yes, I'm talking about oh yes to we're climb we're the moving. pole to get yes. the arrow <laughs> your daughter's name is Mulan yes I know she okay. named her after the movie
1: no I did not she
0: did it's on the record <laughs> Put this in a time capsule and send it to space.
1: No, it's terrible. Okay, but I—you changed
0: it to Mulan.
1: I did. Well, I did. She showed up. I changed it from Mulan. No, her name was
0: Tracy, (laughs) and she showed up, and you were like, "Your name is Mulan."
1: All right, if you want, if you need to believe that. I will let you have it. That is JK. not what happened. In
0: the house, you were explaining to Val that her name was Mulan. When you, when you, yes. uh, it sounds cr- crass to say you got her, but when yes. she well, came no, into we, your life. We say it
1: like that. When okay. I got you. When you got her. When I made the big down payment and yeah. got the first installment of baby. You got it. <laughs>
0: and, and her name was um, Mulan.
1: And her name was Mulan, which was a shock and mm-hmm. a horrifying thing. Because was the movie out yet? Yes. Oh. So why out. didn't
0: you just change it right away?
1: As soon as I met her, I changed her name. I <laughs> changed her name. As soon as they said her name's Mulan, the guy in China said, you should keep it It's a beautiful old Chinese name. And I said, I live in show biz- I live in Hollywood. I work in show business. I can't have a kid named Mulan. It, people will yeah. think it's the only Chinese name I could think of. Right. It's a stereotype. I can't have that. Right. He, of course, didn't understand what I was saying. I said, name her Tara. They took Mulan away. I named her Tara. Uh-huh. She would not answer to it.
0: Go- as a baby? As a baby. <laughs> How old?
1: 18 months.
0: 18 months was already Mulan.
1: Yeah, she's like,
0: Wow, John Mulani.
1: She would look, I'd go Tara, and she'd look, (laughs) she'd go like this
0: Wow. Are you
1: talking to someone I don't see? Fun. And then finally it was like, Okay, she's Mulan. Then when I married my husband, she was eight she legally changed her name so she was eight she decided i'm mulan and then i start i had started calling her mulan like by the time she was three i was oh, just calling her mulan She's Mulan. and when she went to preschool they said what's your name and she said mulan like people would say as soon as she could understand she'd say i'm mulan wow yeah so then i felt like yeah god she came with nothing i'm gonna take her name away right like, yeah
0: no let her keep mulan. i know. and by the way people don't even really know mulan go to <laughs> disneyland you see any mulans <laughs> You do?
1: Yes. Really? No, everywhere we go, it's like Mulan, Mulan. oh, Mulan, Mulan. And now there's a new live action thing. Actually, only this year, she's a freshman at Ohio State University. Mm. She said, Mom, now I get why you didn't want me to be Mulan. Yeah. She goes, because now everywhere I go, she goes, the good thing is everyone remembers my name. But also people go, Mulan, oh, what, your name's Mulan. Welcome
0: to White People. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's her first one-woman right. show. <laughs> Welcome to White People. So my name is Mulan. I'll
1: I know. pause
0: for you to take that in. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, I just wrote the opening. Um, right. Oh, we're talking about being obsessed. With John Hamm's funny in his walk, and we're and you were oh, saying right. that you loved crashing.
1: I love. <laughs> See,
0: I'll always find a way back <laughs> to you. Love crashing, but you must love, I love crashing because so you just moved. I love
1: it so much. You, uh,
0: you moved here to get back into stand-up.
1: up. So well, of course oh you no. Okay. Well, this is how that happened. First, I thought I'd just be a writer because Mm -hmm. I thought I wasn't, I have, you know, I thought I wasn't pretty enough and there was a lot of trauma about body stuff for me. Like I felt like I, anyway, I just thought don't be in show business that way where people are taking your picture or anything.
0: I don't understand. This was recently?
1: Well, yeah, like 10 years ago. Well, when I left LA, I married my husband, moved to Chicago area and just really dropped out. And then I thought I'll be a writer.
0: What, how did that feel, by the way, to slow you down Fantastic.
1: a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad I did it. you Rick
0: Moranis. Because I always wonder how Rick Moranis, dream guest, by the way, Rick Moranis. If, oh. if Rick is a quiet listener of this podcast, oh. dream guest. Because how many times I think about him.
1: Oh, I love that, him so. That
0: sort of fantasy, though, of yeah. everybody, a lot of people in showbiz I know yeah. have some sort of exit strategy where they're like, right. don't you just want to get out of this town? Yes. And he did it. Yeah, and I know that his wife was sick or died or something. There's yeah. a very sweet. Yeah. That, that's not to say, oh, what a juicy story. I'm saying it's an amazing story, and he he did it for his family, right? And it deserves recognition. But it's right. also just somebody I'd like to talk to. But you did it as well in a, in a different way.
1: Yes, and, and you it, didn't
0: go. Nobody's stroking my ego
1: no because i thought no one's was. making me feel bad <laughs> oh. like I, it's like oh my god i can i got a crew cut like i was like i didn't have to care what i looked like <laughs> i if i didn't open my mouth because people would recognize my voice i mm. could, was completely anonymous and i'm not i was never famous enough to have it really be a thing but um i mean it was like everything there was good and bad about it Right. You know, I mean, there were, the bad thing was, is I didn't really go far away enough. <laughs>
0: Chicago, you mean. Yeah, because there where was... Where would you have gone? London?
1: Well, no, somewhere where really there would be no association with me at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, the you know, near the North Pole or something where they don't have TVs. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, that's Chicago making it was- sound like I was famous. It was still weird in this suburb because, first of all, I was much older than the other parents. Yeah. That was a big change because here I was like a normal age parent. What suburb are we in? Wilmette.
0: Wilmette. Yes. Near it's Lyle? Just,
1: no, just it's kidding. just north of... I it's, just took
0: a guess. Right no. by Lyle?
1: No, it's by Evanston. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you lived in Evanston. Well, it's, my husband's business was in Evanston. You can it just is. live in Evanston. It's a great movie theater. No, I know. Um, <laughs> um, no, I liked... If I'd moved to Evanston, I probably would have stayed. Oh but I moved to this suburb,
0: take that will met
1: well, no, I mean yeah, I, there was I did like it <laughs> yeah. um, what do you owe
0: oh, will Met? what are you <laughs> friends with the mayor?
1: Yes, Fuck Actually, Wilmette. actually, I am I did all kinds of stuff for the city I was doing of course, I got involved in stuff oh, like oh my, God. and then they would say um they want me to be more famous it was just what do you mean
0: they like wanted they want, a more famous could you, person you no
1: know, but like they would gin up my f- level of fame to make it good for the city
0: <laughs> like, oh my god you know where they wouldn't have done that
1: Los evanston. Los evanston. yeah no evanston well tim Kazarinski's in evanston so oh, I I, we were is. friends anyway um
0: Wait, who's Tim Kins? He,
1: oh, he was on SNL. And, but before me, just for a quick minute. Okay. but very funny guy. I believe it. This is what I learned me, moving away from Hollywood. Tell me oh, everything. Let me just tell you. Okay, this is the overall thing. Yeah. I learned to fall in love with Los Angeles by moving. I had to move away for 10 years to realize L.A. really was home. Oh. Because while I lived here before, I thought, I'm from Spokane. I'm not a showbiz person. I had a very big identity about being not a show business person. And... That I was almost sort of, you know, here for a minute, but I'm not, this isn't my home. I wouldn't say LA is my home. People say, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Spokane. And then I moved to Seattle. I'm a Pacific Northwest person. Right, right. So I had a big identity about that, about myself. And in my mind, I really cared a lot. I guess it made me feel like I was a better person or something to not be Hollywood. Yeah. You know, right. Then I left Hollywood and I realized.
0: She went Hollywood. Right. That means yes. you forget right. birthdays and Yes, like you, you don't, don't like you're a your narcissist. Mom's yes. You know, yeah.
1: When Hollywood. I don't send birthday cards and my mom's cooking is terrible. Right. But but <laughs> Hollywood just means <laughs> honest. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but, okay, just kidding. this is the, the biggest the first biggest shock was yeah. pe- people are not funny outside of the comedy community. <laughs> like I was so shocked was by the unfunniness. I would have laughed more. Oh, I know exactly the world. You know, do you remember when you went? It was a shock
0: when you went to college. Your daughter's about to have this. You go to college, and you come back uh, home for Thanksgiving that first time, right? And you go like, "Oh, I I thought everybody was so special and good looking, but now you've been in this place where there's people from around the world, right? And you're like, "Oh, there's like all this other stuff. So I had that feeling was actually around the time real life crashing when i was really handing out flyers for the boston and i went home to new england boston it's confusing there was a club called right. the boston in manhattan then i went back to boston for a holiday right and all of my friends that i thought were so funny no disrespect to them but i was like you're doing sandler right you're doing oh, right. jim carrey right you're quoting no
1: no oh, some yeah. guy and That's you're not a even perfectly acceptable thing you're, you're not just even quote other people's comedy <laughs> you just
0: said robert klein and you didn't even footnote it i
1: know yeah, yeah.
0: A whole, yeah. I realize I some of the my uncle he passed was one of the funniest people in the world, and and he was, so I'm not taking anything away right. from that legacy, and he was doing Archie Bunker, <laughs> you know what I mean, like when I first saw right. all in the family, I was like, oh my God, it was just like a style of right. delivery, right, it wasn't the same content, you know, right I mean? he wasn't like that, but it was it, he had that thing, so yeah, keep going,
1: no, but I mean you realize
0: like, everyone outside of the town
1: well. This was town. the other shock. They weren't it, even. Charleston? A lot of people, most people, don't even try to be
0: funny. Yeah, why would they? So <laughs> right. It slows down. Right, the spreadsheets.
1: What are people doing? No, I know. Making
0: appointments at the dentist. I don't know what people are doing. So
1: that was hard. That was probably the hardest thing for me. Now, fortunately, yeah. my husband's very funny, and so that's. I mean, I couldn't be married to somebody unless they were funny. But yeah, um, same. So I.
0: So you, you really stayed at home for ten years. Ordinary, some ordinary <laughs> fucking people, which is from a movie. I forget yes. which movie.
1: Ordinary People?
0: Ordinary Fucking people. <laughs> people. We go, Ordinary Fucking People, man. And that's not to say that show okay, business Okay, but now I'm feeling only... like you have to
1: cut this whole part because no I don't way. want...
0: <laughs> Here is what's because beautiful, though, Julia. I don't
1: mean I don't like them.
0: No, no, no. I understand. <laughs> and we... Something that I've realized doing this podcast is comedians or showbiz show people or whatever think we're the only group... That thinks that of, the, of themselves that way, but the truth is, we call them weirdos. The people that listen to this podcast—they're everywhere. There's there's very funny, intelligent. Uh, I don't want to say special because that makes the other people not sound special. <laughs> Let's say special for lack right. of a better word people out there that love this stuff and are smart and are funny and are creative that might not be in these fields they're just kind of hard to find they're anomalies yes but we kind of found a home in listening to this podcast so if comedy one of the things i loved about it is that like suddenly everyone you know is one of those people right and not only that but they're great they can be like these very um admirable people that like Got on a wagon and moved to right. a, a new town. No, I know that's with the a dream other thing. in their belts.
1: That's the other thing. We say
0: that about Lila all the time. We're like, do you realize all of her f- parents' friends are going to be people that follow their dreams? Like what right. a strange example,
1: right? It's not I know, be like a shoe Well, that was one
0: of the fucking whatever.
1: But I almost felt like that was high. That was one of my things of wanting to get Mulan away from Hollywood. Oh, the high pressure of that. Well, first of all. You know, like I was around really successful people mm. and I don't think that's fair to a kid.
0: Interesting. <laughs> I don't I have it the other way. I'm like, oh, she'll be so inspired. But if she's No, be- I think
1: you feel like shit all the time. <laughs> wow, Julia. I think it's no pressure. Like, it was easy wow. for me to go outside of my parents. I want her to feel like it's easy to You're go right. beyond. Let's go to, to, to be-
0: a Chick-fil-A. Let's just hang out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I feel it's important for parents to be Small enough that it's easy uh, to, to supersede them. your kid. To supersede, I hear what them. you're saying.
0: You want to give them the shire, you don't want to raise a kid in the kingdom of, yeah, of uh, what's his name, Vigo Mortensen. What oh. I'm saying is, you want to give them the hero's journey, so you want to give them a nice yes, safe to give them... place, right? You don't start Superman in Metropolis, you start in Smallville, yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Exactly. So, but so it's interesting win. your interpretation felt... that we've seen a couple times though, <laughs> does and this is not a judgment, it's, it's a loving observation, tends to slant not
1: in your favor. No, I know. Well yeah. actually, and that's part of like what's sad about my life now, even though so little is sad, maybe one yeah. percent. <laughs> so happy. One percent like, at the one okay. percent. Okay,
0: sorry. That was my stupid. 1%. Be sure to vote, guys. <laughs>
1: The stupidest That's way to get
0: the- Oh, it's okay, James Okay, let's Adomians. bring it up to 3%. one other 1%, other 3%, other 2%, other 1%, let's go to Cantor's, shouldn't you be singing? I, I got nothing. Wow. That was a first You try.
1: did a good callback to Cantor's.
0: I'm listening. That's what makes this podcast so fun.
1: <laughs> oh, um, But anyway, yes, one of my sad things in my life, which I is such a small part of my life, yeah, but, and ahead. yet there is sad, um, is that I didn't... <laughs> is that i didn't and yet there is uh, i felt like it was sort of unseemly to be too successful i hear you this
0: is why it's you love little, crashing are you watch? are you yes. caught up
1: oh my god <laughs> i I'm, I'm so excited when it comes on like my husband's like friggin' calm yourself i'm not
0: forcing it but cat my girlfriend oh has my to god. say it's not impolite or rude to want to be famous
1: right, right.
0: and i needed somebody like needed that to first to of say, all
1: that you did that storyline with that character. As soon as she came on, I was like, <gasps> I almost couldn't watch it because I've never. No, no, it was so intense for me to even have her be a character. And yeah. as soon, and first of all, the casting, unfucking believable. Oh, I know. She is exotic, gorgeous, and then can look very unattractive. Yeah, like I know. oh my god, like in this way, like
0: in the last episode when she walks in. Oh the my club, god, and she's she all red. She looks like a ghost.
1: No, she's terrifying. Yeah, no, no she's scary. When I shot that scene she's with her, scary. I was like. <gasps>
0: It was, I didn't want to tell her cuz it's weird to tell someone like your eyes are black. Right. Like her pupils went black. Like no yeah. color in her eyes and I was like this is a real but horror perfect movie. Perfect for that character. Yeah, I know.
1: Like, in one I second, know. the most beautiful to frightening monster. Yeah, like,
0: I, that's what we ah, wanted. Ah,
1: <laughs> ah. Like, like, oh, my yeah. God.
0: That's what we were going and for. And I yeah. turned
1: to my husband. I'm I'm so like, I turned to my husband. And, and what do I said, say? Uh, no, I said, I've never seen someone do this character. And I've seen these women who, f- of course, being in comedy, they find these guys and they're more ambitious than the guy is for them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're going to catapult this guy into the <laughs> stratosphere in their career and that's going to be their thing they do and they think they understand it more than they do and they're not good at kind of just chilling and finding their way in the group like yeah and i've seen that so much and i've never seen that on a show and i it was almost too much to watch her that storyline i mean it was just and then when you go to see your parents, first of all, oh, my God, I have so many questions. But anyway, I don't mean to hijack I your own show. It. No, but please. Um,
0: I'm embarrassed that when I When she was you. having
1: sex and then your mom said, I heard her, you know, yeah. I heard, like, I was, I, when I saw that, I thought that's, the mom is just bananas. Like, she's now making shit up. And then my mom, Michael said, my mother would have said that. Yeah. I said, oh.
0: my mom is like that.
1: And she said, no, my, and you know, now that I know Michael's mother, she would have said that.
0: Yeah. It was really satisfying to show, one way to say it is she shoots from the hip. Right. She has no filter. Right. And she really just says things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, sweetheart, that's a gaudy watch. Like, that just looks cheap.
1: Is it a gaudy watch? (laughs) No.
0: See, though. (laughs) People like us. No, this I This is why uh, my, my therapist points easy. out that I have so many pop-ups. Like, I'll be like, not that your watch is uh, cheap looking. By the I, way, I, I really to, like my watch. I can barely <laughs> see it, Julia.
1: Okay, but anyway. I could see half of head. it. Yeah, half I only great, saw the
0: one three and the six.
1: Half great <laughs> and half inappropriate and weird and, yeah. and mean. My mother. No, but yeah. someone like that. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah, yeah. saying that. No, I agree. So And it pl- it's like the beauty and the ugly. It's like yeah. it plays on all levels. Well,
0: I wrote about my mom in my book where it's was like, the benefit of being with someone who speaks her mind is when she says she loves you, it's like getting a finicky cat to purr. <laughs> oh, oh. And my dad was like a dog off li- um. licking everyone indiscriminately. But my mother was like... If she didn't like you, she told you. So when she yes. said she did like oh. you, you were like, oh. And we sort of only had each other. It still breaks my heart that I was my mother's best friend. And when I call so her, So that I'm was like,
1: real when you say I was sort of my mom's best friend until I was 23.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And then I got married. But wait,
1: how did they deal with the show then? See...
0: They just like being included.
1: <laughs> I know. Okay. What, okay, that's the other... That's why I have so many responses yeah. to crashing. Because part of it is... <laughs> Like, I don't think I could do that. I would feel like when I started talking about my parents in my show, yeah,
0: because you've done that, it was
1: really traumatic. I mean, it was really traumatic. I really didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. I really um, tried to figure out how to get the laugh without saying the worst stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it's in funny the end... because you're from the
0: north, Northwest and I'm like, that's very Midwestern, but it's not.
1: Well, it's very Catholic. So too, I, I just I asked, think. Mal- I
0: think it is too. And here I'm going to tie that in. So I gave my book to Mulaney for a blurb, which yeah? he, in the middle of being sick and just having done S, S um, hosted <laughs> S, um, and he was doing shows. I'll never forget it. He gave, he gave me a blurb. It was very oh, kind. Oh. And in the blurb, I know he's writing his own book. He, I didn't use this part of the blurb because he gave me so much. I kind of picked a couple things. Uh, one of them was like, um, I love the book. It also made me glad I'm not related to him. He pulls no punches. Yikes. Right? Right. And when I was writing it, and I gave it to my mother to read, oh, she wow. said, you were easy on me and your father. It's oh. a very yes, you non-Catholic were. thing, I think. I don't know. Yes. John's Catholic. Very yes. Catholic. You're yes. Catholic. Yes. And he had that sort of like, you're going to say that? I do worry about it yeah. a little bit, but like in my experience, like if you're being and it's true not just funny, your
1: parents; it's people being worried about your parents on their behalf who don't even know your. No, parents. No, I know clearly. You know, John like, John
0: made the joke. He was like, right. "Maybe don't show it to your dad."
1: <laughs> that's what he right. said, and I was like,
0: "Oh, I have to show it to my dad. This is our story." Like, you know what I mean? I think it's loving. I think if you write about your parents fighting and being weird and that making you who you are, that's all in the game. It's not from like a yeah. Now I have the last laugh, sort of way.
1: Well, no, but it could be you were not good at this. I mean, like, my dad... Well, I don't know about your situation. Tell me yours. But my dad was a, a wonderful drunk. Like, he was an alcoholic, but you went to Al-Anon because of how your mom reacted to your dad drinking, not because of the dad drinking.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. You know, like,
1: because my dad would get drunk and, quote, Keats <laughs> and tell you, God, you're so beautiful and I'm so proud of you. Oh, he was like, like a
0: sappy, yeah, like a,
1: Yeah, like he... But not it even so him up. much sappy. Like, yeah, it made him a nicer... Well, he was nice anyway. He was a nice person who got nicer when he drank.
0: Really? Yes. If I was your therapist, and I'm not, okay. I would say, you're not being honest. Really? <laughs> yes. I would say... I don't know. And that's not what I'm saying. Because I'm not a therapist, and I'm not qualified to make that statement. But if I, whenever I see drunk adults with children, I go... These kids are picking up on everything, and drunk right. drunk adults. Maybe think I wasn't because you know I was like, a little drunk. Yeah, no, that is so <laughs> funny. I don't know because I used to say that about my dad too that he w- that he drank, right? But he was fun, and right. I almost would have said the exact same thing that my mother's feelings right. about that was the real issue, right? But and I, my life is not your life, but I, I look back and I'm like. It's a, it's a, it's not that bad. It's sort of almost a benign violation, right. but when you look at your dad and you say something to him, and you just realize that he didn't hear you, Like yes. there's sort of like a glassy eye. Yes, he might smile and be like, right, da, <laughs> oh, da, whatever he's doing. There's this sort of cock block where you're like, oh, I wanted to land my heart helicopter on on your pad. But Jim Beam is there instead. But see, and I, I say that not, with love. I
1: don't know if I, I think it made him. Well, now I'm, I, sometimes I doubt my memories because he's me been dead too. since 2004. But it's like, um, it wasn't all perfect. Believe mm. me, it wasn't all perfect. Yeah. And he would drink to the point where he couldn't really carry on conversations. But in general, I felt like he drank to not have to deal with his work and his marriage. And when he was drinking, he could really (laughs) finally concentrate on other things.
0: We are brother and sister it's, it's a beautiful thing <laughs> and so and there's millions of people like us. Right, that Right, right. Yes. so familiar to yes. so many people listening and the love that you have I don't even no, I love, I'm not and in I love the business of them. taking yes. that away and turning it into anger You've or anything you taken away no I couldn't I don't even have no, that no. control obviously um, but
1: also yeah it wasn't perfect I mean it right. wasn't perfect and there were terrible things because I had but other I understand. stuff but I understand was...
0: I had memories of my dad being <laughs> on the porch and singing and the neighbors oh. would complain oh really and he'd be like they're jealous Peter <laughs>
1: And oh, I was wow.
0: like, and I sort of inherited, uh, especially when I was a kid, I've learned to sort of cage the animal, but I inherited a lot of that hammy deal with this kind of oh, energy, wow. which is a healthy thing. It's helped me right. very much in my life. Right. And I've sort of turned that right. crude tool into a nice s- steeled blade <laughs> that I can yes. use when I need right. it. Right. And that helps me yeah. sell shows or be a comedian or whatever it is. Uh, so I, I'm grateful. And I wouldn't change a thing. That's that's the, the weird thing. No, I wouldn't like either, a, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. But is that where you started becoming talented? I know you had five brothers, sis. Or yes. you're one of five. I'm one of five. Uh-huh. Um, Which there's one? There's
1: three left. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm there's the three oldest. left? Yeah. Two, two have died. died. Two. Yes,
0: two. I know you lost your brother to the, to cancer. the cancer.
1: And then I lost another brother to um, alcohol no, and shit. opioids. Yeah
0: opioids man yeah and
1: alcohol i've lost so God. many friends yeah it's really it's it was fucking, sad and horrible yeah. it was yeah. so sad and horrible and that was only like how many years ago five years ago now really and um it's only just now that i remember the good bill like That's i was brother. so yeah angry by the time he died i was so angry at not at alarm. him it's i think i don't even believe in free will that can be another topic i, think I love that he, topic I'm going to write it down, okay? Okay, he.
0: My brain told lived me to write it the, down. In
1: fact, I thought about him this morning because there's a bunch of homeless people that are about a block and a half from me, and they're I walked past them this morning, and I felt angry at them. Mm-hmm. And then I don't like that that I feel that way because I don't think they had any choice. I think they're. I understand. everything that happened to them led them to be at that place, and I would be them if I were them. Yeah, and I don't I'm like, but if you see a kid who. If you see somebody who's, we generally think has no control over their fate, um, you have all this compassion for them, but we don't often have as much compassion for adults who have equally less control, little control over their fate. I agree. And I, because this one was drunk, obviously drunk, and she was going, ah, with her tent, you know, like she's kind of moving around in a way that Bill would have been, and like so many of the people in my family, like just a lot of alcoholism. And I felt this, um, why are you this way? Why are you in, you know, when did you get a job? Like at the worst part right. version, you're like, why don't you just live somewhere with a roof over right. your head? You know, I like, do it. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, my taxes no, pay for this bridge.
1: And I because I like to Not think of to ways fine. to do things for that I think are helpful to people, but I I think I can't do anything with homeless people, even though I care a lot about it, but I can't right. do anything directly with it because my I have a lot of... Baggage hostility that mm. is unfair mm. towards those people i intellectually totally understand that they are there because they're them and i'm me because i'm me and we could switch in a minute and i would be them i don't think they've done anything but respond to their environment biologically and through their experiences and their brain just the way anyone would be right. they got whatever they got <laughs> same with me but i can't feel upset when i look at them i feel mad at them
0: mm. yeah Even though you just said there's no such thing as free will. Yes.
1: No, no. Yeah. And they're just responding. But I feel like it's almost like you can't control your sexual responses to things. Like, you know, like I'm observing that I have that response. I can't control that. Intellectually, I understand that's not right. But I was, because I was saying, anyway, it's a whole other thing. I was trying to figure out a way that I could do something like I did in Chicago. I mentored these refugees and I really enjoyed it. It was a big part of my life and i was trying to think okay so now i'm here so what can i do that will be my thing that i do that i think is doing something yeah and i thought i've noticed how much many homeless how many more homeless people there are than when i left 10 years ago and i care about it a lot and i try to read about it and all the controversies and the ideas of how to solve it i've been reading i have a special stack when magazines have that article in it I, you know i'm trying to get up to speed on having an opinion that's informed but when I see them, I just thought I can't do a direct thing. I can't like mentor a homeless person. Right. I'm not. I could. I could earn money and give to an organization that I think does a good job doing that.
0: Sure. But, but I, I those... can't do
1: that directly because I will be mad at them all the time. But
0: don't those aren't those, aren't those organizations <laughs> in place to uh, help us with yeah. things like that? Because right. wouldn't they say? No one can mentor a homeless person. Aren't they in in right? Yeah, yes, yes. Empower themselves,
1: but I mean, I because I think well, then it all comes down to just earn more money. You know, like then I don't like that. I like to feel like I want to do something with my time and my
0: not just give money.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I and so anyway, blah blah, boring.
0: It's not boring. My therapist says boring is we say boring when we're. I said we're boring. We're really. to have a big. When, when we're uncomfortable with how we feel. And by, I, I'm, maybe it's because we're on the couch.
1: <laughs> we're literally on the
0: couch. I would always talk about my family and just go, it's boring. And my, uh, this is my first therapist, actually. He goes, you know, I, I see children as well. And when children say boring, they mean depressed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that's an over, i sorry to laugh sort of wow. maniacally, <laughs> but
1: wow. isn't it funny
0: that boredom and depression are, are you know, yeah. certainly related. And feelings. boredom is
1: such an important thing. I don't know why I said that. No. That, How this, are you in therapy now? judge free zone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Let's stop with the judging.
0: <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot in that. Yeah. And I loved it. There was like a power in that, like where it's like, don't worry, Pete. You don't have that much agency over me. And I don't know why I keep Um, saying it like I do. Now, are you
1: in therapy now?
0: I have a therapist that I go to uh, at will. I don't have like a recurring.
1: You have a spot therapist when you need a special thing happens. Honestly,
0: my, uh, and again, full love to them. My parents will come and visit and then I'll go see my therapist. Oh
1: my God, yes. Or I'll go see
0: my therapist before if I'm really, if I'm really a good boy. (laughs) Yeah. I'll go before and prep myself and then they come. And yeah. then I'm in a better place. But often I need it. Like there'll be yeah. some sort of right. response. My father recently texted me something about like um, checking in with my mother more because I knew they oh. were having problems. And I tried my best to write like, Dad, that's unfair to put that on me. Yeah. And he really responded poorly respond to, well that. to that. And then I just went to therapy. and I yeah. was, And then – we talk about it. He, his, he's crazy, though. I love him. I love blowing things up, and I'm like, be powerful and be strong and speak your truth. And he's like me times a million. And he's just <laughs> like, you should tell your dad, like, dad, this is fucking ridiculous. you got to stop doing this, or I'm going to stop talking to you. Like, he's just like that. He's wow. like, if you keep doing this, I'm not going to reply to your text. And, and then I'm like, he won't talk to me. He's like, maybe you don't talk for six months. That's what he's like. It's like, wow. big deal. Maybe you don't talk for six months. Small yeah. price to pay.
1: Yeah, I had times like that with my family. I'm, I'm starting to see
0: that. Yeah. You know, my, and again, I love my dad to death. Yeah. I'm, I'm realizing we haven't but like, is he Is he months.
1: listening to this show?
0: No, no, no. <laughs> okay. He's on the roof. <laughs> He's listening to Car Talk Radio.
1: Oh, I like Car Talk. Well, to, until the end.
0: <laughs> what happened at the end?
1: Well, one of them was getting Alzheimer's. Oh, no. Yes, Car Talk. Okay. Um, he <laughs> couldn't remember anything yes, about the cars I anymore. Know. And then his brother had to cover for him.
0: And you lost two brothers and we're back there.
1: Yes. Oh, there we are.
0: Oh, you just. No, not what I did. What happened? Uh... <laughs> we're back to brothers. <laughs> what, what was that like? It was five years ago you lost Bill. Bill.
1: Yeah. And now Meg has cancer, my sister, who lives in Japan. I'm about to go see her. lot. got a lot of, of cancer. I know. You I think she'll camps. beat it. Yeah. And I had some cancer too. I know. And you beat it. Well, you know, mine was an easy one. Which mine one? was It was cervical that's Simple. not easy. It had spread to my uterus, though. Did you? Uh, and my floping tubes.
0: Did we get it all out? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had a radical hysterectomy. Was it radical? It was radical, man!
0: <laughs> American <laughs> I Hysterectomy I thought that was
1: so, X. I was so funny during that. I want, As I'm going under, do you guys make a lot of jokes about the radical? Cause that's, oh,
0: <laughs> oh, wait, it was really called a radical.
1: Yeah, it's called I a thought, radical hysterectomy. I
0: did say American Hysterectomy X, and Katie heard it, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny if you think about it. But you, so radical means they took a lot out, and I'm not trying to be I funny. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they went, they went in.
1: I know they didn't like all my jokes. They made a lot of
0: impulse buys when they were in there. (laughs) I know. I don't need it, but I'm going to (laughs) take. Yeah, let's just
1: take it. Yeah, they did actually. They took a lot of lymph nodes and everything. Really? Yeah.
0: Which they weren't planning on.
1: Well, they decided to because they wanted to see how far it had spread. Impulse buys, and they want to be. They want to be sure that it was gone, and they got it. Yeah, it seems so. And um, we all have cancer, you know. It's just whether it's flaring up or not.
0: You mean we're pre-cancer? Yeah, (laughs) like so. I mean,
1: I'm sure I have some cancer in me, but. Seems to be at bay right now.
0: Michael Bay. And <laughs> <laughs> then it explodes. Oh my God. Fantastically. <laughs> but what was that like when they told you that you had cancer? What, what went uh, Well, it your... was nothing
1: because what I was taking mean? care of my brother who had non Hodgkin's lymphoma, which was so much worse. Which is also so, like, cancer. Yes. Yeah. And so to, to me, and he was about to die actually, like he was not beating it. He didn't discover it until it was in stage four. So I just went to the doctor, like because I was hanging out at the hospital so much. I no. like I it was I had a, I was like nine months since my last um, exam, so I didn't really need to go to the gynecologist. But just to make conversation with the nurse, I was like, "Oh, do you know any good gynecologists?" Because I just moved back from New York. My other guy had retired or something, anyway. And she said, "Oh yeah, this guy." So I was like, "All right, well I'm here because I was at UCLA uh, well, Medical Center there. all the time. I thought I'm sitting here for five hours a day reading magazines. I may Might as, well as well go." So I go in and they said, you have cancer.
0: Wow. I hope they didn't say it like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you have cancer. cancer. No, um, I just didn't, I couldn't believe it. It was like hilarious. It's like, what Did you laugh? Um, Not immediately. I felt upset. I didn't want to tell my parents because Because I felt like. Because you didn't want
0: to be a bother. No, I didn't.
1: I felt like they were all, Michael, like we really, Michael, this was like a month and a half before he died of Mm. fighting his cancer so much. And he was like weighed 90 pounds and he was. Had one eye that wouldn't shut. Like he was, it was so terrible. Yeah. All of his stuff. And like to say, oh, and now. Yeah. I have
0: cancer. It's also too. my birthday. Right. Shut up. We're at Nobu for Dan. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but sad no, Boo. Yeah. It's
1: Yeah. So. Sad um, Nobu. So I didn't. But the thing was, my cancer was, there was never life threatening. I mean, if it had, if I'd never Stage done one. anything about it, yeah. I mean, it had gone to my uterus. I had to have a hysterectomy. Yeah. But I, it was not a big deal. Like, I had my hysterectomy, and then I did nine weeks of radiation, and that was the end of it. Like, it was so not that much. It yeah. wasn't traumatic to me. It wasn't... Really? No, it wasn't. I was. It was sort of. I was happy to stop my period. That was a big plus, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I had no. I knew I wanted to be a mom. I've, I've never not wanted to be a mom. But I was. I was actually excited to adopt immediately. Really? In fact, I remember having people not believe me that I wasn't sad. I couldn't have my own kid, right? I was like, no. I actually instantly thought, oh, this is great because right. now I don't even have a choice. Right. And I always thought that it was kind of a better choice to adopt. But now I didn't even have a choice about right, it. Right, So that's like a great thing. Right. So I never really had... It was really, really not that bad. <laughs> Mine was really and not bad. And radiation
0: wasn't that bad.
1: No, well, I did have my dildo of radiation. They used a dildo... It was a dildaic this- approach? a <laughs> <The dildoic> approach. <laughs> I had to lower myself onto this dildo that had radiation rays that shot out into my... Vagina and body. You
0: had sex with radioactive man. Exactly. Wow.
1: And and Adam. Um. Yeah. (laughs) No. No. It's. uh, It was. And then you had to stay on it for thirty minutes. Like you had to, and not move. You had to lower yourself on this thing, and it was so. And then they—they—it was a whole contraption. It it was like no, no. It was so that part was so funny because it was really like um. It was like, what's that movie about the guy who, the gynecologist, the twin brothers and their gynecologists, you uh, know, and they do creep, they, they develop equipment that are really creepy equipment. Twin like
0: gynecologists? Twin guy
1: nocologists. Um, I'm going to get it after I leave here. Anyway, with Jeremy Irons, was that both, played both brothers? Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. It was like something they would come up with. It was like a creepy device. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad you got over it, but you didn't have like a, but then your brother was also dying while you're.
1: Yeah. And then he died. Actually, he died two days before I had my hysterectomy. Wow. Yeah. Heavy. Bad time. Bad time. Yeah. But then mine was pretty quick. And then my parents finally left (laughs) because they had moved down into my house. Oh, no. Imagine your house with your parents. No. You've given your brother your bedroom and you're sleeping here for nine months. Wow. That was my house.
0: You're even for labor. Nine months.
1: Nine months, yes.
0: Wow. Yes. So even, it's funny that you say that because we imagine these sort of picturesque, like, you know, everybody's bonded together under this common cause, but of course your family is still your family. Oh, my God,
1: yes. No, no. And it was really... That's why when I did God Said Ha, I felt like I cleaned up so much of my family to present them as just a regular quirky family during cancer. Right. (laughs) Like... So, you, so that true. goes when back to what we read were saying. It, yeah. She was like, she was totally fine with it because yeah. she knows what I could have said.
0: That's right. <laughs> like, I had a fake conversation I, <laughs> with my dad in my head today about the book where I was like, well, imagine what I could have said. Like, right. I thought I was very nice about everything. But
1: I'm really proud of you for, I like when I watch Crashing, especially when your parents' characters are on, I I feel sad I couldn't go there. I couldn't have. Done that, I don't think. Interesting. Do you and I wish I I'm so admired that you do it. And and it's so honest and real. And I feel like I you know, people compliment me for being so honest and real, and I feel like, yeah, but it's hardly even honest and real. Right. (laughs) It's really twenty percent in, baby. Like it it is like I feel like you're like eighty percent in. Like I feel very admiring of how you handle it.
0: That's a key 20% that we edited out, though. <laughs> yes. Because yes. I would always write it real. For example, my mom sits on my lap and my dad says, get off his lap. That doesn't happen. My mom sits on my lap and my dad goes, what else is yeah. there? You know what I mean? Not anymore. Well,
1: except that, you know what, I have to say. <laughs> In that part, I was like, well, what's wrong with that?
0: Yeah, that's funny.
1: Like, I thought, why can't she sit on his lap? He has his this son, he's enormously big. You want to sit on his lap.
0: That's really funny. Like, why
1: just sit on his lap? That doesn't seem good. But weird. you saw
0: on the first season the mouth kiss yeah, and yeah, all Yeah, yeah, that stuff. was so funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. But God. even that is, is downplayed to oh, a certain okay. extent. Oh, wow. Not downplayed, but I mean <laughs> certainly not exaggerated. Wow. Maybe the the number of kisses we did <laughs> for one take we did like <laughs> A comical amount of kisses. But I mean like and then there was a, there was something that I could never communicate about my parents, which is what I always say about them with love, is I go, They're not people. I would always talk about them. <laughs> uh huh. People would go, like, sounds like you're being hard on your parents. And I've said this many times on the podcast. Then they meet them and they go, Oh, I'm yes. so sorry. Oh, that happens to
1: me too. Yeah. Yeah. I had
0: no idea. And yeah. I, go, I told you. Yeah. And I tell them, I go, You guys aren't people. <laughs> you're not you're not
1: Okay, but see, People. you're going to get to this now that you're a father. <laughs> so my feeling in general is parents are fair game. You can, your parents are fair game. You didn't pick yeah, them. The giving know, tree, like, right? <laughs> but your kids are not fair game. Yeah. So my feeling was that I couldn't do anything about Mulan unless she approved of it. Yeah. But of course, there were many years before she could approve of anything.
0: Yeah, that's true. But did you, you know, go into the Mulan areas?
1: Yeah, like there was one thing I did that she. She was young when it happened. She was only like eight. It was about her learning about sex. And mm-hmm. so I had my little, you know, birds and bees oh, funny right. story. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, like she's 12. Now she does know about sex. And she has teachers coming up going, I can't stop watching your mom's video on the TED, you know, what yeah. cause it became a TED talk and had yeah. like a million views. Yeah, And it was very, like, she was like, what are you doing?
0: Right, like, uh, you, can't, you can't. What was like? The, I'm
1: embarrassed what now. What was her
0: involvement in that? What was the story? It was
1: all about her. Um, it's now I'm like I'm still forgetting it. It was popular. Um Roll in the clip. Just roll in the clip. She's just very funny about it. Like she's like it, I mean it's it's not that different than everyone's thing. But it was like you mean like she doesn't. She's doing a report on frogs. She goes so I'm talking about the eggs of the frogs and that the male frogs like. Um, squirt this like sperm-like substance over the eggs and then she says where are eggs and women like is it the same for people oh yeah, yes. so yeah. where are the eggs and women well they're in their inside women where inside women well kind of in your vagina well a little above your vagina sort of in this there oh and where well where do the men squirt their you know like right. their sperm and then it's right. like well they it comes out of their penis she's like where do they go to the bathroom i go yes the same place and she was like Oh, gross. Oh, gross. I remember That's really that. gross. Yeah. And I go, and then where do they, how do they put it in? And then I have to say, well, they, you know, they put it inside your vagina. And then I do this whole thing. It's like you have your, humans have evolved so that women have a pond. They've evolved to incorporate the pond, like the frogs, yeah. inside their bodies. Yeah, that's and true. And then she's like, how does the sperm get there? Well, the men put their penis in there. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so gross. Well, how does he... Well, then she goes, she's eight. She's like, but mom, that could never happen because men and women, they could never be naked together. That's what she said.
0: Everybody saying. get in line and get a cupcake.
1: I know. And I go, well, there are special times when men and women can be naked together. She goes, like when? I go, well, like when you're older, you'll have a special feeling for someone. And then it makes you want to be with them in that way. She's like, and then how do you know what, when it happens? Like, does the man say, is now the time to take off my pants? (laughs) (laughs) Ideally. I know. And then I say, yes, that's exactly what they say.
0: That's right. (laughs) And then you offer enthusiastic verbal consent. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And then she's like, oh, and then she goes, but when do you do it? Like, How do you know? Like, do you just go to a party and everybody just starts doing it? And I go, no, you, 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 you do it by yourself. (laughs) Oh my goodness! And then she's like, oh. So it was just like it was just this funny thing of her. And then she then she gets into like, well, wait a minute. Um, how does like Rob and Carl do it? Like we have gay friends. And then I in the clip, which is kind of true. I got flushed. I go, well, um, they. I I I don't know how they. She goes. You don't. I go. I. Well, I mean, I think I'm not. I don't know. And then we come home, and then she goes to the bathroom. She stays in the bathroom an extra long time. She comes out and she goes, Mom. I think I know how they do it. I go. Oh, you do. She After goes, a long. Time I know. In I know. I know. She goes, Mom. There's another hole down there. Where you also go to the bathroom. Maybe. And I was like, no yes. way. I know. So she invents anal sex. So I go, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's
0: how.
1: <laughs> so
0: a child and, could understand right? what millions of conservatives <laughs> are struggling with.
1: And then, so I was like, huh. And then she goes, but what about uh, Jill and, you know, Kara, our friends? And, yeah. then, and then I go, I don't know. And she goes, you do don't? You and I go, well, I think like, she's I go, well, I'm like, Jesus, I didn't realize I had to go from just the beginning of sex yeah. all the way yeah, through yeah, yeah. gay sex yeah. and how it was Can we done. go back to the frogs, I know, please? Right, I know. And then I go, well, I don't know. And then she says, come up. Ask them how they do it. Like, she had no, like, it was like, oh, that's, oh, when does Jill come by again? We should ask her.
0: Wow. Well,
1: how do they do it?
0: <laughs> wow. I know. Do you think she probably could have handled it? Yes, I know. Right? Yeah. It's just a little weird for anyway, you. Anyway, so
1: I did this thing. <laughs> I did it as a comedy thing. It was, I don't know, it did, a lot of people looked at it. Yep. And then, um, you know, and then she was older and people were still watching it. And then. And it's embarrassing. Like she's like, oh yeah, somebody came up and said, is now the time to take off my pants? Yeah. yeah.
0: She's friends with Rob Schneider. <laughs> I don't know why that voice sounded like a Rob oh Schneider God. character Rob to me. Rob Schneider. No,
1: that's another show. Was um, he, was he um, in your cast? Yes.
0: I knew he was, because you were in my <laughs> yes. cast. You know, everybody's oh, cast right. of SNL. It was when you were in high school. was when you were in high school. Right. Know this. Whose theory is that?
1: That's, Lauren said that to me. Uh, Lauren said, um, if you're on the show, I can't do his voice. If you're on the show for four years, it. <laughs> and it's the whole time somebody's in high school, they'll know who you are for the rest of their lives.
0: That's true. It's weird. Wow. I don't. Is that still true?
1: I think so. I mean, Mulan didn't even know about SNL because we didn't watch TV for ten years. That's right. What? Yeah, she didn't know about SNL until somebody on the playground told her that. Tell me I why was, I'm so
0: fascinated. <laughs> no, I really her away kept from her TV.
1: Well, I didn't. It, see, I'm actually not now. I'm trying to catch up because I really dropped out. This is out. why
0: you love crashing. You haven't seen anything. Else. <laughs>
1: i've seen a few things <laughs> you're
0: like an amish person no. you're like the
1: colors oh, and the
0: way that you oh. move and sound comes out i'm like yes okay how do they sync all that up tell me everything we're we, just this morning i said could you please turn lila away from the tv like we don't let her we're not crazy but we're like no Mulan you know. watched
1: watch a lot of tv when she's young oh, okay but when we moved to wilmette um i don't know we didn't we didn't not watch tv we watched a couple shows maybe but we didn't we, we were really you know Anyway, we didn't no, – I really dropped out. I just – first of all, I – That has
0: to be deliberate though. Most people, no, not, you know, not the sun really. goes down, the TV comes Well, part out.
1: of it is I didn't want to see friends on TV. Jealousy. No, not jealousy, just like sadness. You hate Rob Schneider? No, I don't feel jealous. I actually feel really happy for everyone. Like I'm so excited about people's success. Really, tr- truly. Like,
0: but you don't want to –
1: But I feel like I should have tried harder. I, I didn't – i wasn't ambitious enough see this
0: let's work on this like i really
1: teetering
0: seesaw that's not i'm a little disappointed
1: in myself in my ambition i feel like i had a lot of opportunities that i was like "Eh, i'd rather go like the two years before i adopted mulan i just completely dropped out and traveled around the world for six months a year like mostly by myself post s this is post yeah started live and you felt like,
0: like you had you could have been
1: yeah like i look back and i think you could have been getting on shows like you could have been i was really thought i think i don't know i'm not trying to psychoanalyze myself i think in a way i was embarrassed by the success i had and um i just felt like it i don't know i just you're pat
0: (laughs) what that's like pat she's uncomfortable she doesn't want people <laughs> talking to her I'm assuming it's a woman because it's you <laughs> you know uh, no
1: but Pat really doesn't even have a personality that much
0: that's true
1: but there's that uncomfortable
0: um, when I think yeah, of her uh, but Pat's actually reasons.
1: eager Pat's just such a misfit
0: yeah you're right um, that was a forced Pat callback
1: but I guess I look back on it and I think I always thought I just didn't realize how quick life was gonna go and how I looked I should have tried harder to get on things. I didn't... Like, I left SNL without a job. I didn't try to get a job. I'm, th- I'm always frustrating to my agents because I'm always like, eh. You know? And I was proud of it, too, like, because I'm not a show business person. Like, I don't need to have these kinds of things. And then... When I was prime time, I was like, you know and I don't want to get on a show because I'm going to take six months a year and just travel. Because my idea was that when I adopted Mulan, I wouldn't be able to travel anymore. Mm-hmm. There's so much of the world I wanted to see. <clears throat> so I spent like a year traveling over two years. I would stay and work enough to earn my money so that I could go to some place. South America, Asia, all through Asia, Europe. Anyway, went all over the place. And um, I was really a kind of a weirdo. You know, like I didn't... And now, and then I went to Wilmette for 10 years, and then I was like, wow, I really, first of all, comedians are my people. I really feel that way. I'm so happy. You know, I'm at Largo like three nights a week, and I've been doing the Groundlings shows. I'm doing the improv show tonight.
0: You are? Yes.
1: <laughs> and I'm totally the old lady, too. In fact, Mulan came to the show. She goes, you are much older than everyone else in the And so the audience can't weird. even give me suggestions that aren't like grandma." Um,
0: <laughs> that is so funny. They so
1: tell you who you are, and who is Julie in the scene? The grandma, the great aunt, oh, the old sad my. clerk in the in the market. <laughs> I don't. Mean- I don't care though. I love him. Yeah, totally happy to be
0: the grandma. That's hilarious. <laughs> like
1: I feel this. I feel like I'm reaching my good thing for me.
0: But you, So L. A. <laughs> is your town. Comedians are your people. Yeah. And it's funny when you were saying all that, you I wouldn't have been surprised if you were like. Pete, I did it right. I made yeah. This is a big, big ass couch. I'm, I did it right. I made some money. I got some yeah. Things. Why don't I?
1: I do think. But the thing is, I also feel about it like that. Even yeah. just saying this to you, I feel like I feel like just what I think you're about to say. Like, yeah. like I had a friend come to my show because I talk about I talk a lot about leaving show business, and I have a whole chunk in the show about Mulan not knowing that I was on Saturday. Well, she didn't even know what Saturday Night Live was, right? Like, she, these kids on the playground told her about it. And then she had never, didn't know I was on it. She didn't know what characters I, you know, she didn't know about Pat. No. So then I have this whole funny thing about her having to explain what I had done. <laughs> and that's funny. Anyway. That is great. Yeah, because she was like, what?
0: But there's a, even a you great know? way, this has that Rick Moranis thing. And I, I love that it sounds like you have both appreciations. Dude, you do not have to get me to understand drive and a craving for stage and relevance and connection. Yes, I hear that so loudly, right. and I understand. Like you traveled, and your daughter didn't know you are on SNL. That's wonderful. No. It's like if I, if people were roasting somebody, they'd be like, "Of course, Mulan knows her mother was Pat." Uh, Julia's daughter called her Pat for the first ten years of her life. <laughs> how long you gonna get that bit going (laughs) you know like that's how you would make fun of somebody but you kind of beautifully went the other way but you felt and and,
1: no and i do feel glad about that actually i feel proud that i did that i keep thinking can you name one male cast member from snl who would have dropped out like i did and have their kid not know they were on snl right right that would not happen yeah jay
0: moore's kids first words were live from new york (laughs) right it's dead and mom.
1: But it's different <laughs> just for, it's different for <laughs> the guys. Shout out to JJ. It's different. It's okay. I think it's much... It's not it's more right, understandable but it's more... Yeah, no, because it's easier for it? kids to idolize their dad's success. I think... A oh, lot of you're times right. your mothers are mad. Yeah. They're mad at you for being that way. Yeah. In a way that if it's the dad, they're not mad. No, your dad can be as successful as you can have them be. Right.
0: When I did Busy Phillips's show, she asks all the men, "How did you balance having a baby and a career?" <laughs> Which I think is a great right. a great question. Yes. I didn't even understand she was joking. I was like, "Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's work." <laughs> <laughs> my baby's five months old, I might be taking that question seriously. Um yeah. so you traveled and now you have the burn and you're back and you're doing groundlings. And what do you want to do now? You want to get into stand-up. Well,
1: I'm well I You're think doing stand-up. You're not sure. Am I? I don't know. Well, you've got if you see my show, um so I've been doing so while I was my last year in Chicago, I helped teach a class at Second City on the history of comedy and film, which was so much fun. I wanted to just do that. Mm-hmm. And um since I was at Second City, which I had never been affiliated with before, I just and also I had written a screenplay for a movie that I had Connie Britton starring in and I couldn't get the money to shoot and it was very fell apart and it was sad.
0: The movie was sad.
1: No, the movie's oh, funny, but I um I you know, I I felt sad that I couldn't make that work. Yeah. And then I was sort of thought, Well, I'm about to go back to LA and really the only thing that you've done that is that I would say is definitely good is when you do your one person comedy shows. So why don't you just, and also you have so much to say, well, this gets into way too many other things, but anyway, I have so much to say at the time I had so much to say about me too. That's a different thing. Hashtag. And I you have to say hashtag hashtag me too. Me too. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out a way to say what I needed to say. Yeah. And so I asked for this theater. I did include that part of it in it, which was like a 15 minute chunk but then it just I just went there every Sunday night for like six months. And then it just turned into this show where my initial idea of the 15 minutes of the hashtag MeToo commentary was completely out of place <laughs> with everything else I was talking about. I see. So I ended up cutting that and then opening it at Second City last April. It was a hit in their big theater. <gasps> and <clears throat> and then it was I had the hit. It was a hit. And so then I came, so then I thought, okay, oh, then, oh, because the summer before, Mulan and I had together watched one Netflix special a day for the summer. We didn't do it every day, but say five days a week. And I was watching it going, well, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And that's very close to what I was doing. Like, I just never watched very much stand-up. Right. So I didn't know. And, and also stand-up changed a lot in 10 years. It was a lot more confessional and personal. Like Things had changed a lot.
0: I have a lot of feelings. Can I interject? Yes. Will you remember what you were about to say? Yes. It's interesting when we start out, not that you're starting out, but when we start out in stand up, a lot of times a mistake, not that you're making it, that some people, not you, can make. What am I, Kevin Nealon? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not Kevin Nealon. Uh, Subconscious man. What I'm saying is... When people write their first stand-up modeling at after headlining special having hour-long comedians, they tend to write acts that don't withstand the model of 15 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes in a club. Oh. That's all I wanted to say. Oh. Because I went through that. I modeled it after Cosby.
1: Right. I know. No, I love Cosby. Oh my go. God!
0: Uh, you know, it doesn't mean he's not a terrible person. Yeah, terribleness acknowledged. No, but he was and good. Seinfeld. at What he did. But you're watching these guys, and then you would go into a club. Uh, the example I always use is like Seinfeld's special. I'm telling you for the last time, he opens with, "So what's up with the cab drivers in the bo?" And there's like a 15 minute uh, like laughter break. Right. Go to a, go to a <laughs> regular show and say, "What's right. up with the cab drivers in the bo?" And Seinfeld right. would tell you this. If you're not, if they don't already know you, they don't give a shit. So, yes, stand-up these days is confessional and more like a one-person show. But go to the comedy store. No, I I haven't gone to
1: the comedy store. No, I'm not
0: telling you. I'm just saying most people, if they're like, I'm just going to go up and say, like, you know, growing up in Spokane. Now I am doing you.
1: (laughs) I don't know why. I I I can't believe you got me down so well in that.
0: Growing up in Spokane. I'm just saying it's tricky we need, it's, it's also helpful to do what it sounds like you are doing. Go to the clubs and be like, can you get their attention in 15 seconds? Because they don't care. Well,
1: okay. But that's my dilemma right now. Yeah. So that's what I thought I would do. I would just go to the... First, I was going to go to open mic night and just try to do that and yeah. try to build up. But then because I was able to get my own theater and it was attracting audiences like people you know like so then it was almost confusing about what i was doing yeah so i come up with this 90 minute show that's what i just did at the geffen we just ended last week and what i'm doing at largo on april 2nd it lives on and um it was sort of like well I can get an audience that wants to come see me talk for ninety minutes.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like so, oh, you're doing it right.
1: I know. So I, so am I stand up? Like I, like, you're
0: gonna, you're gonna feel that. Yeah, I, my like, diagnosis I is you're gonna feel that way. But it doesn't matter because here's the beautiful thing: the stand up okay. going through the process that I'm saying, but can you get their attention fifteen seconds? Needs to go through that journey only to come out on the other side and go like, what I do is its own thing, and my voice is its own thing. And it doesn't matter if it fits into the cookie cutter or this or that. You know, Mike the same thing. It's right. like Mike does what he does at the Comedy Cellar and then he goes and does it on Broadway. Uh-huh. So yeah, you're fine. Obviously, you're fine. You're doing wonderful.
1: Well, I don't know. Because I don't know if I could get... I don't know if I could do 10 minutes and keep people's attention. Who cares? I
0: know. <laughs> you sort of pole vaulted a part of the process in a different way.
1: Right. You did it through
0: improv. You did right. it through writing. You did it through the enormity of one-woman shows, one-person shows, excuse right. me. Right. So who cares?
1: <laughs> well, no, because I actually thought, well, this summer I'm going to start... I'm going to see if I can go and do 10 minutes at the improv. Yeah. And see what that feels like.
0: All Obviously, you know this. All you would do is take the punchiest part of your show.
1: You know what I mean? Well, no, and I've done that. Like at Largo, I've had people, you know, they're and friends. They've had yeah, me yeah, come yeah. a couple times. Yeah. And I've just kind of thought of what I can do that's the most punchiest part of what I do. Um, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. I would say I do need to be jokier or like I know drive to the laugh I better totally understand but now I am I'm, I'm waffling on how much I even want to do that because now because I the me too the hashtag me too material you have to
0: do that um, there's something sorry. icky about it <laughs> that I did it as a bit and something about our genders that doesn't feel right about me going please say hashtag me too so let's drop that
1: <laughs> okay the, I, anyway I'm calling the show I as well Uh Okay, I think I'm going to go back in the fall at the Groundlings in their small theater and do another four months and see if I can make that into another 90-minute piece. Because I do have a lot to say about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to. And I don't know if I can crack the nut of making it entertaining and funny all the way through. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking I'll just try it out. And then the Geffen, they seem to want me to come back again. Great. So maybe that's my way. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's like... I don't need to draw a comparison. Okay. I think what you're doing is beautiful.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but wait. Now Ooh. I'm starting to get worried about time already.
0: Well, here's why Not I'm worried
1: Not for me on about- time. We have so much to talk about religion, we I- haven't even got to religion.
0: Okay, so and you I don't really, believe in ESP, but we just had mind meld.
1: No, but we were likely to have those say, things. We At true. that point, where we'd likely need be, to be thinking that.
0: No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I hate that when There's people no try well. to make it that way. Oh, welcome to my world. Okay, because <laughs>
1: when people say, oh, that means... That anytime somebody's meant to be, I just want to take a hatchet out. When somebody says it's meant to be. Oh, my God. You're absolutely
0: right. <laughs> it let's, makes me so let's angry. Let's use our beautiful, rational minds and just say, of course, we've been talking effortlessly. And you and I both, at I the know same time, went... Well, Jesus Christ, I'm we're going to be panic. able to talk about anything, so we should steer it to the thing that we want to talk about I'm just starting so to get
1: worried that I only have so much time with you. Well, what time is it? It's
0: 2.15. Okay, we have about an hour. Okay. Um.
1: So, were, so now you're <laughs> back to ha- believing in God.
0: Well, that's interesting, but like, <laughs> that's an interesting question.
1: I'm so interested. I no one's more interested than me.
0: You know you're in my book?
1: Well, you did you mention that I could be it. in it. Do you it. talk about how terrible?
0: My no-, no. When I first lost my faith, yes. Um, I love your one woman show. I still love your one woman oh, show. You. And just to get this out of the yeah. air, if it is right. in the air, I think atheism is valid and beautiful right. and welcome. And there's no part of me that's like, let's. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I think what sucks I'm about not, these, yes,
1: we're not trying to convince. I know you
0: know anything. that. Yeah, yeah. But you can't find a more open and spacious Penn, Gillette and i for example agree about everything we just have right. different words for something oh it's
1: just like what cat was saying to your mom you're it is true the different same thing. Vocabulary. although i hate it when people say that to I bet <laughs> oh my god i was like you know what you're not actually saying the same well, thing when, at all when
0: cat said that i was really <laughs> that was one of the few scenes about religion where i um had full reign that scene yes. is me oh yeah actually meaning there were a lot of times... In fact,
1: at- I turned to Michael and said, he's had a lot of these conversations. Yeah. <laughs> he's had a lot of these conversations. And
0: c- Crashing is so collaborative that oftentimes I would give Judd a script. And Judd was so hands-on. Really? Every, oh, every, wow. Every, it was a privilege and amazing. And often he would rein in my spiritual musings. That's oh. not. I don't say that with resentment. Right. It was just in the way that he would right. rein in my parents' insanity. His great talent is to go... Okay, hold on. Just just right. cool it a little bit. Let's do eighty percent instead of hundred percent. Let's not have your mom this, this, or this. Right. And let's not have you have Leaf say this, this, and this. Right. He doesn't need to quote Alan Watts for ten minutes. And I'll be like, okay, I just, You know, just, I would so have Alan Watts. In it. it was just, I would have loved it. Yeah, it was just, a, it was just a draft. But uh, Jed loves that stuff too, but he's trying to keep it palatable. That's his great talent. Right. Yes, and that's good. It keeps you going. Great producer. Yes. Dream, obviously. Dream producer. But that scene when we were shooting it, I was hovering like uh, a weirdo and I was watching the monitors and I was like, holy shit, this is one of the few times that a scene exactly as I wrote it was shot and they were acting it so beautifully. That I was like, oh, this this is a great. But in that moment, when she says, "I think we're talking about the same thing," right. they're not.
1: Right? No, they're not. They're not. It's at what all. you say to shut someone down. It's it's just to yeah. be
0: like, let's agree to disagree. Yeah. Or let's, something. Yeah. Like, or like we're
1: both so vague that we'll know. never be able to pin it down. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, to give you a little backstory, my wife leaves in real life, and then I lost my faith for a number your, of what, reasons. Your wife leaves what? In real life. Oh. What do you mean? Oh, oh, only in your real
1: life. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yeah. Just like on the show. I I was thinking you were talking about your current wife. No, Val. Because you said my wife. I don't know what's happened since we came in here. No,
0: my ex-wife. It's weird (laughs) because you're telling the story and you're kind of going back there. You like to think of yourself
1: having multiple wives,
0: I think. I don't know if you know this about (laughs) me. My my, but but you say my ex-wife left me. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But it does. Yes, So my ex-wife. I know
1: who you mean now. My ex-wife
0: leaves. I lose faith.
1: And why did you lose faith because of that?
0: A million reasons, but uh, one of them was that I felt like I was in God's protection plan, like the mafia. Mm,
1: but, see, but Yeah, it's interesting. Like, a lot of I people do it, the opposite. Yeah.
0: I know. They go yeah. hard into their faith. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Because it's
1: very comforting to think it was a plan totally. and there was a plan But that part about this and blah, blah,
0: blah. letting go of God where you say, I don't want to think about the world feeling so vulnerable. Yeah, very vulnerable. That was vulnerable. me. I was like, yeah. I didn't want to go. I just got the chills remembering what it was like yeah. to hear that. Oh, yeah. I was it like, is I don't terrifying. want to just be floating in infinity. Yeah. He's got the whole world in his hands. That's right. a much nicer idea. Um, so I was like I was paid up with the mafia and still someone threw a brick through my bakery window. Oh. Fuck this. I'm not I'm not I'm out. I'm out. I did everything right.
1: I feel like that's such a guy response. Okay.
0: Well, what do you mean by that? Because I've mean, told this story before. I want to hear it. Because I think. feel
1: like it's interesting. Most Well no, it's I don't want to derail it.
0: It's very practical. Well, and it's also
1: like I, I was like when I ask people when they lost their faith, it seems like disproportionately not everyone. Mm. Men is like, hey, I'm not having somebody tell me what to do. <laughs> like, really? That's not that a God? That's like, hyper masculine. You know, like, I, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like it comes from this mean place of, yeah. like, I'm not saying that's you. No, but I also, actually don't feel like I learned like, that. Like, if things but, weren't working out the way I thought they should have worked out, what it was just you know, because like,
0: I had so much of my life not smoking, not drinking, not swearing, not having sex. Oh, that's interesting. Not hand jobbing. And and pledging and holding a very uncomfortable belief, which was that you and Katie and my old view were going to hell, and that's that's like a that's abuse. That's a type of abuse that I was carrying around with me. So then my wife leaves. She was Christian. We met in Christian college. Got married when I was twenty two. Did everything right.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, So I wouldn't live in sin. Right. And she has an affair, and I'm like, what? So that's an oversimplification of what was going on. When I really thought about it for the book, I realized that I was having these doubts. So it wasn't
1: really intellectual, it was more emotional. It was both. Yeah, okay.
0: The freedom that I was granted by the plan not working out, and that plan was right. inherited by my mother. Like I was very much religious to please my mother, Right. got married to please my mother. Right. But then when that cracked, the there was a freedom there. Leonard Cohen talks about the cracks, that's how the light gets yes, through. Yes, that's how the light
1: Isn't gets through. Isn't that beautiful? Through.
0: I love So that. I had these cracks, and right. in those cracks, you talk about this in your show as well, I always had God watching my thoughts, right. and when God was no longer oh my God. watching my thoughts, When oh you leave God in the room, and you say, you can stay for a little while, right. it's devastating. <laughs> I know. I really related to that, but I was like, okay, so he's not wa-. I wouldn't right. allow myself to think, is this possible, not true? Because that was a sin, right. and I didn't want to go to hell. Right. So I didn't even really have those thoughts. I was like... I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the plight of being in the closet uh, as a homosexual. I'm just saying it felt similar. Oh,
1: yeah. There's lots of parallels to that. Like
0: the Book of Mormon where it goes, flip it off. Right. like a light switch. I right. was doing that too. It right. wasn't my sexuality in that way. I, w- I was trying to come to terms with being straight. I mean, that yes, was yes. also difficult. Right. But um, yes, of I, course it is. I was flipping off right on all of my feelings. Uh-huh. I would go to Israel and I remember there's the story of Jesus healing the blind man. Right. And he um, praises God loudly and runs home. And I said to my teacher, I'm in Israel, in Jerusalem. And I go, when people who are born blind are given sight, it takes them months to adjust. <laughs> and and my my professor wouldn't even look at me. My interpretation of this story now is that he probably had a more mythic understanding of the of scripture, meaning it wasn't literally true, but right. it was a story right. about transformation or a, whatever you want to say. But he couldn't say that. I'm sure the right. way that he responded made me feel like he had been given a talking to and he was in trouble. Like oh. he could don't, do that with kids anymore so i said he got his sight and then he just adjusted to having sight we know because we can heal blindness now in some right. cases that that's not how it works and he went jesus healed him and he could see and he ran home and he wouldn't look at me this yeah. was a very gregarious guy So yeah. it was like something's going on here
1: so that's when you started thinking hmm
0: but it was happening throughout
1: yeah okay
0: but when that when things like that would happen right. i would turn it off like a light switch and i would put it away then my wife leaves so then i could go back i had the luxury and the freedom yeah the liberty to circle back and go do i really believe my friend jack is going to hell and if i do is this how i behave we just played super nintendo for six hours Uh and i didn't at any moment go jack right (laughs) just say the prayer for fuck's sake just say the prayer. From as it's been explained to me, that's all you have to do: say the fucking prayer, and then we'll play Blanca versus Ken. Wow, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. So my behavior was indicating that I didn't really believe. If I believe you're going to conscious living, eternal torment, right? Of
1: course, yeah. My
0: behavior was was demonstrating it was protesting too much. It was saying the truth of my feelings, which right. was I don't think right that you're a flaw, right. that you're an error. That you're a spider in the hand of God, as Jonathan Edwards says, that he just wants to dump into a fire. It's like that is not the model right. that I feel in my intuitive heart. Wife leaves what grace I say. I hope that doesn't make you you flinch. No, <laughs> but it not felt at all. like grace to go, I'm free yes. to use every faculty that that God or whatever it gave me, mm-hmm. this gave me my biology gave me whatever you want to say. And I was like, "Let's really figure out what I believe." And and for a time, I was atheist, and for uh, in large oh, part wow. because of your show, I like to say I was a heratheist because it was very. Ple- I love that. It was very I pleasant. love
1: heratheist that's, so the much.
0: Name, that's the name of the chapter. It's the heratheist. <laughs> oh God! I was a heratheist because I loved it.
1: But what made you stop being an atheist?
0: I couldn't. Uh, I missed having a, a symbol system to understand mystery, to pour my feelings. Oh, uh, to interpret that doesn't yeah. mean I need uh-huh. to be right. That doesn't mean... It's like Jung, Carl Jung. Yes. I need symbols to transform my right. inner world. But you can still to, have
1: all those things and, and not I do. believe in God.
0: Absolutely. And I'd love for you to talk because everyone that's listening to this podcast has heard this bullshit too many times. <laughs> oh, really? <Okay. laughs> I don't know if that's true. Um,
1: but but what, you, what bullshit? You mean like... I'm just kidding. Which I'm, part of it? I'm teasing it myself. I'm really making you uncomfortable now. Okay. You are not. No, I'm not. Oh, no, I but I mean like which part of it... I don't think anything so much, that like I just about said the, is bullshit. No, 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 I don't think so either, but I guess I don't, like, even using the word grace or needing symbols or metaphors to to experience all the things that we experience as human beings, um, even using the metaphors of religion, like the word grace, isn't incompatible with having a completely scientific worldview that takes God out of it. Completely agree. So why don't you do that?
0: I took mushrooms.
1: (laughs) Oh, really? Really?
0: And I had an experience that I could not put into words. I had what I would right. consider a mystical experience, oh wow, where I was one, I was one with the universe and i've I've taken psychedelics many times, and i've had I've dipped into that uh-huh. place that the mystics and the poets and the roomies right. and the kabirs yeah. write about, and I went, "Oh fuck, it's real, it's not
1: well what's we- real?"
0: a state of interconnectedness, basically what right. you would call the singularity, the the beginning, the right. single point just of mass.
1: A, what about just a feeling of connectedness to everything?
0: Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's what I would say is like uh, an atheist, uh, the theory of the Big Bang, we all go back to the idea that at one point everything was one thing, right? It was one right. impossibly dense point of mass right. that expanded. And the mystic would say, we've sort of forgotten that we're still one thing. right Right, yeah this is all Uh this this is all fair game in the atheist world right and when i had my mystical experience on mushrooms i found myself reading the words of jesus reading the words of buddha Uh uh, reading uh, everybody alan Alan watts (laughs) richard Rohr, (laughs) rob bell muhammad for sure garden of allah all the stuff and going Uh this is what these guys are talking about it wasn't after life insurance jesus would be appalled that there's a religion in his name if you look at but what why, he was,
1: but what all those people could be talking about those things and still make sense without thinking there is a god that's overseeing it all.
0: I don't think there's a god that's overseeing it all. I think God and I are having a conversation right now.
1: Oh, Lord, I think we're not talking about the same thing. No, I'm just neither, kidding. <laughs> neither, No, no,
0: that's fair, Julie, because I know we yeah. disagree about this, but my definition...
1: No, but, no, I'm really not even trying to corner you. I'm just trying to get an understanding of what, well, like, how a, you we're so interpret close. these things. We're
0: so close to being done.
1: Because I did the... Um, are you kicking me out of this podcast?
0: No, no, no we're so close okay. to being done with my worldview, and then I'm going to give you the whole reins. For real, because we're so close. No, to-
1: no, because I don't even have that much more to say.
0: But let me stick the landing. I mean,
1: like nothing. I, wa- I want. I'm just curious about you.
0: I want. You- I'm going to stick the landing because then I'm going to give it hundred percent okay. to you. I believe that God is is
1: consciousness.
0: That's the oh, word that you've I. You've got to
1: meet Daniel Dennett. Tell me. Everything. Okay. Um, let me
0: stick the landing. Okay. So if God is what's looking out our eyes, it's the phenomenon of consciousness. But God is a metaphor.
1: Yeah.
0: God is a metaphor for a mystery that absolutely transcends all categories of human. Knowing, including being and non-being, right, so it's just outside of I don't know about that last
1: part of the sentence, but anyway, yes
0: <laughs> it's it's an un, un completely knowable mystery, and for me, for brevity's sake or for convenience, we call it God, which I understand is what's part loaded.
1: of it's the unknowable mystery this like consciousness yeah. or consciousness consciousness okay,
0: yeah, now I want you to go.
1: Because I, first of all, let me just say, I also, because I came from such a strong religious worldview, and then discovered a scientific worldview, and then I had to live as a person, Mm -hmm. had to also figure out lots of ways for me to be. Use God as a metaphor, and
0: I remember that part of the show,
1: you know, like all that is very fine with me. In fact, my church, the Unitarian Church of Pasadena, you
0: go to church? Oh, yeah, you're a Unitarian? Yes, get out. get in.
1: <laughs> what about why aren't you? Seems like you could be one anyway, um I love it. I'm made for church. I love the sermon. I love the committees. I, I love, love that the part singing of your show.
0: you're like, I wish atheists no, had a a place and i
1: found my place so Ah! when i was in the midwest i found the unitarian church of evanston and i when i because i was doing a thing for one year i went to a different church every sunday just to look in and see what that was like and i had some a vague idea that i might write a book about it i didn't do that but i really found it this incredible way to get to know my neighborhood in chicago but i was driving all around the chicago area, mega churches Mm. i to me it's Endlessly fascinating, the phenomenon. Well, of that's religion. what you wrote
0: me. You were like, "I want to talk to you because nobody takes religion seriously." <laughs> no, because
1: because I that one of my problems with comedians, I would say, even though I don't want to diss them, they're my peeps. Yeah. Um, don't go deep. A lot of them in this, they're not going to go there. You know, like a lot will, yeah. a lot will, but a lot don't. Right. Like and and I remember not liking that. Like they're, think,
0: they're sort of irreverent atheists. Yeah, or they you know they're I more mean? like no...
1: don't. Go too deep on this with me. I'm going to just get mad at you. (laughs) You know, kind of. Anyway, I don't even know why I brought that up. But the thing is, you brought it. But I, I guess I because you
0: like talking about it.
1: Well, I want to go deep. Well, to me, it's like, yeah. I mean, for I like. I think. I think everyone should belong to a church. I actually do. I think every Sunday, everyone should go to where there's a community where you have a group of people that you know and don't know that belong to a group and there's births and deaths and there's community service and there's a sermon that is about something that's just happened and how we can mm-hmm. think about it in a helpful way. And there's music mm-hmm. and I don't care if they talk about God Um, because I think God is such an incredible metaphor. There's just no other metaphor as great as God. You can't just leave that out. Mm -hmm. It ruins everything to say that you can't use the word God. But I do need to think... So we agree about that? I'm surprised. Yeah, I I believe that. But I need to feel like the people around me aren't really believing in God. (laughs) Like, you know, like we all understand it's a metaphor, right? Like to me...
0: You and I want to go to the same church.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like I want to go to the
0: church where the pastor goes... I get it. <laughs>
1: you right, know what I mean yes, like right. look
0: uh today I don't really feel okay. this. <laughs>
1: well it took me a lo- right t- it took me a long time to find. Well it That's was funny. accidental cause So I was going around to all these churches and synagogues and all these different I'm places just seeing out. how people um can you know Organize their lives in yeah. this cultural way and in this belief system way, and I found that really interesting. Mormon churches, I went to. I went every Sunday. I had my adventure, and I went. Um, that to didn't some infuriate
0: you. That's how I would be with the homeless. With you, I'm not trying to be funny. I, it, when I listen to other people preach, like if I tried to go to my home church, right? I, I don't like it.
1: Um, no, I get incredibly infuriated. Okay,
0: it but gives me PTSD. I, I mean, as part
1: of it is, you know, maybe I was part of it. Like. It was just interesting. It was interesting to see the Yeah, I mostly, yeah, I would get pissed, like especially at the Catholic <laughs> Church. You know, like I get so mad in fact I confronted a priest after we were supposed no. to celebrate um we were supposed to celebrate Roe v. Wade. Like so it was like it was like, it was an anti-abortion thing. And it was a whole speech there was some anniversary that was happening about Roe v. Wade. And I and it was at a very wealthy Catholic church in Winnetka, Illinois. Very wealthy. Which that's another thing. Anyway, I understand. just it's, it's the wealth of it. It's a like nah. in Okay, yeah. so I'm sitting there, and I listen to his whole thing, and I look at all the people, and afterwards, and then he's getting everybody's talking to him, oh, you know how the priests are so funny and popular. Okay, they can say anything, and everyone goes, ah! Yep. I hate that. In fact, I would say the unearned laughs part of the priests is the, and <laughs> all the ministers is the thing that makes me... The, ma- the most crazy. That makes me more crazy than the God stuff. Yeah. Like, that wasn't even fucking funny.
0: We're lying with our laughs in pursuit of right, ultimate huh? truth. Right, It's just
1: approval, 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 status, yeah. bigger yeah. up. Yeah. Like, ugh. Like when and I look at me it, yeah. laughing at this priest.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, high school.
1: Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, it's not even a story. I just went up to afterwards and I said, um, oh, because it was also against birth control. You know, like, it was, he included birth control in the evils. So anyway, all these people are talking to him afterwards. I and I go, now, um, I looked around your church. I would say most families have two children in your congregation. How would that happen? That's- is something wrong here? Why would there be only two children per family? He's like, blah, blah. That <laughs> and is- I go, huh, Were you how at- do you <laughs> think that happened? Because it seems like. Your congregation should be filled with people with fifteen children and dead mothers because they've had so many children. Wow!
0: Were you wearing a cape when you? When you did it? <laughs> no, I was so. Mad and did that. you fly away? And he just you're started walking yo. away. No,
1: I was so mad at this. Truly, that's Fuck beautiful. You. Fuck, Fuck you! Fuck you and your right. rich church. And there are yes. two children, and you're going to yes. give a sermon about chills
0: so excited okay
1: but good for you so then i was doing my church thing every sunday and it was so much fun i'd come home and tell mulan and michael about it
0: and get to. you went alone
1: oh yes and i love the um the mega churches there's a lot of them out there in the midwest i would drive sometimes an hour and a half to go to this church and the music and i you got to park in the
0: visitor spot
1: yes and they were big you know like they're big well you know they're like these big things anyway I ended up going to the Unitarian Church of Evanston. It was like towards the end of my year. I walk in. I didn't really know that much about Unitarianism. And I'm kind of expecting what I've been doing every Sunday. And I sit down and I realize. Smoking in the I, back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you got?
1: And I realize I don't disagree with anything they say.
0: Get out of here. And I
1: get very emotional. Julia. Like I got so emotional. I'll be in the
0: sauna. <laughs> I can't handle this.
1: And I got so emotional. Tell me so what they emotional. said. What did they say?
0: What did they saying? They
1: were just talking about, you know, they were they were just talking about life the way I see it. Like, yeah. that it's a difficult enterprise. That we can draw on these incredible traditions to give us wisdom about how to make our way through. No, that we no, don't no. have to be believers in the supernatural to know that these... Voices of great wisdom that have come through in these people aren't relevant to us and helping us see the world the way it should be and don't have much to say to us now. And... The music was great. I was completely, I couldn't Julia? believe that I was at a place where I believed everything. I didn't, di- the whole, my whole experience all year was like, oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's a bunch of crap. I can't believe they read that thing through the Bible. I guess, But they didn't read the thing right after it right. in the Bible, you know, right, like, right. like knowing You're too me, much. I understand. And I was so, Kate, and it was like. can you Postmates
0: like, a cake, please?
1: <laughs> right.
0: We're going to need a cake.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: please Postmates a cake. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Please keep going. Don't let my anyway, reps so stop. It was very
1: emotional for me. And <laughs> yes. also I wanted to well, I was a little bit too late, but I wanted Mulan to have a church going experience. Like my experience was so positive until I had enough of a brain to realize that it was all bullshit. Right. But I wanted but the but the what I realized is religion is so almost not at all about the belief system. It's all about the community of the people and the culture and the rituals and the music. Like it's about it's almost irrelevant to talk about God. Right. you know. Like it's, Can I yes. Can I tell
0: you, I say this all the time, so I'm going to say it quickly. My favorite Bible verse, buckle up. Jesus says, lest you be converted and become as little children, you won't see the kingdom of heaven. Right. So when we talk about beliefs, which is what the church has become, right. a group of in versus out, yeah. us versus them, right versus wrong, right. completely fucked up, not spiritual stuff, not heart stuff, all nonsense clan stuff right. identity stuff when you when jesus says that becoming like a child what's a child right. open right free right spacious present playful Uninformed. joyful light
1: actually <laughs> not willing to be led <laughs> that's um. <laughs>
0: hilarious not a, that's in, that's an interesting way to interpret that i i certainly don't but that not even hung up on their own identity and right. not even hung up on yes. their clan or yeah, their country right. or Whatever, whatever god or, or idol they could be worshipping, yeah. they're probably not. They're probably running around a field barefoot. They're probably giggling. Or, you know what I mean? They're, I
1: think you have a romanticized idea of children, but you'll learn about that as really you raise your child.
0: Well, I'm actually,
1: I'm, <laughs> but anyway, okay, let's yeah. just go with a romantic idea of childhood. Sure.
0: But how could it be about a collection of thoughts or a belief that you believe to be in or laughing at your pastor's jokes to demonstrate in a group mind, how in you are. You know what I'm saying? It's so much more simple. Jesus in that moment to me isn't saying, believe this or pray this or say this or go here or do this and don't do that. He's saying, be open, be spacious, be free, be liberated.
1: I hear that though. I think maybe that's what he meant. But I would say I would at first, glance at that for me now i would see the dark side of it
0: you it's so funny i've never even considered that someone would think he's saying yeah
1: he's saying you're uninformed and you're not you're you're easily led and you're not that bright you so, meaning you
0: need to be not that yeah, bright to follow right. me
1: i think in lots of ways it, it's <laughs> hey guys like a, gather
0: around you got to be dumb as shit to yeah, follow exactly. me
1: exactly be a sheep that they say that over and over again be dumb being dumb is the best way to be
0: that's very interesting <laughs> um and wow, I you think, really fart- I just, you farted you didn't shit but I'm you farted sorry, but on I, one of my favorites I no it's fine I love I it
1: I understand it in a romantic bigger metaphoric way why that's beautiful but not in a tangible way for me because I have think, you
0: taken psychedelics yes
1: that's that's being a, in a child. fact I dated a guy this is before Michael obviously um and he was convinced that he was going to get me to believe in God by um, taking acid. And so we went to Hawaii together and we made it all very safe. And, and it was really, ex- I I, di- I had all the connectedness yeah. feeling. um, But I didn't make me believe in God. I just understood it as a phenomenon of my brain, um, allowing me to see the truth, which is that I am connected to everything. Right. But that didn't necessarily to mean to me that I then believed in God. It was like, Yes, in order to be an animal like we are, a human animal, we have to condition our brain in all these ways that makes it so that we don't see the incredible profundity of our connection to the universe, and this drug is going to let me experience it. That's kind of how I wrote about it.
0: it. It, Whatever part of my brain constructs reality, meaning, prioritizes what's important and what's not, so I can sit here and talk to you and not look at the sunbeam and go, look at this dust. That's like the solar system. right. That's very yes. functional and necessary. Right. This is what I'm talking about. When I talk to Penn, I'm like, yeah, I agree with, I hear what yeah. you're saying. I guess uh, I think about the phenomenon of just having that brain, what's working inside the gray matter seems divine okay, to me. Okay,
1: but you've got to, I can, well, there's so much research on that now. I mean, there's people, it's really interesting, the work some people are Please doing on consciousness. Me. Yeah, um, and. I don't know if I can explain, but I mean, the bottom line is that consciousness is an explainable physical phenomenon. It is not supernatural in any way. It is a portal through which us as animals, because of all kinds of accidents of evolution, can have an appreciation for life in an incredibly profound way. But it isn't, consciousness isn't magic. It's just a solving a problem of this animal's, problems of right. needing to have a consciousness.
0: What so Alan Watts, who yes. you said you love. Yeah. He says one of the things we're doing is separating the idea of natural and supernatural and just saying it's it's all one thing. So while I agree with you that right. it's unfair to say and it's not what I'm trying to do. Like look at consciousness. We don't science can't explain consciousness. Right. Can't build it or whatever. Um, that's not saying like so look there is magic. It's sort of more of like it's all it's all sort of a miracle. It's all sort of like this is... But it's is really again,
1: not a miracle. But well, what else could it be? What do you mean? It's an it's a evolved it, phenomenon. It's an evolved okay, then it's a phenomenon. phenomenon. it's a
0: phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. Then. Yeah,
1: but then everything is. That's like, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. we're agreeing. <laughs> okay, but...
0: <laughs> miracle is a loaded is, word. Miracle is like this pillow turns into a bird. That's not what I'm saying. Yes, yes. I'm saying it's a phenomenon. That's a better word.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's a physical phenomenon that we may not completely understand now but we're actually getting closer to understanding right and um and it's a response to our evolved problems that we had to solve and the kinds of evolutionary paths that our species took to get to have this kind of consciousness and it can allow us to see in ways that probably most other animals can't see mm-hmm. because of lots of great accidents that happened along the way, including doing things like dropping acid and really taking a moment to understand how incredible it right. is, everything. That's what Ter- Terrence and how- McKenna says,
0: the evolving monkey probably ate psychoactive mushrooms and that participated in our evolution.
1: Well, that's controversial. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, some people say that. I wouldn't say the mainstream consciousness scientists.
0: Do. Oh, I'm not. I'm saying Terence McKenna, oh, oh, okay. who is not a mainstream scientist <laughs> yeah, at all.
1: I know. I think I've read some of those things. I'm, I'm I haven't read a lot, but I think I, I'm skeptical of it. Just yeah. naturally skeptical of sure. that being the thing. It's a fun theory it, because most of evolution doesn't happen because somebody experimented with something, or even a group of people did, it's more like just solving the problems of the environment. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be the problem of that environment was that people needed to get stoned <laughs> in order to survive that particular right.
0: environment. I, I don't know um, the theory very but, well, but he's like, mushrooms make you horny, they make you think in new ways. So these monkeys probably fuck I know, because what humans need to do is want.
1: figure out a way to get them to fuck more. That's hilarious. That's been a huge problem that for humanity. That is really
0: a very, very well-formed um, <laughs> counter-argument right off the cuff. <laughs> Awesome. Honey. I loved it.
1: Oh my god, I want to talk to you every day.
0: Let's do it. You live in LA now.
1: I live I almost walked here.
0: Can we do this? Yeah. And it's only because I'm loving everything you're I, saying. So the understanding of consciousness, yes. let's say we do come up with a theory of consciousness that is perfect and we can rebuild it and we can do everything with the scientific model and we have it. Um we are still a part of the thing. You know what I'm saying? The thing that we're understanding it, we're inside of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm saying that appreciation of like, wow. It's like we're in a video game and we discovered pixels. We're like, look, everything's made out of pixels. Right. And, and our world is made out of pixels right. called molecules great, and quarks and all that's these a things. Great it's in my book. Metaphor. That's a good one. Much. Yeah. So but there's something interesting going on where it's like the, the, the thing studying the thing is also part of the thing. Right. So for me, there's, there's uh, a yielding to poetry and yes. feeling yes, and music yes, and dance that can kind of and metaphor that can touch these things in ways, that, certainly not to be anti-intellectual, but in ways that hard materialism and rationalism don't serve me perfectly.
1: Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's sort of why I became a Unitarian because
0: Because there yeah. Yeah,
1: because once I left the Catholic Church, I um felt like I needed a group. I didn't even know about atheist groups. Like I didn't know about anything. I didn't know there was groups of people that got together. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. So I looked up, I found the Center for Inquiry. So I started going to their talks. Mhm. That's over here. Yeah, that's right by my house. Yeah, that's nice and Um, I found, you know, Richard Dawkins, I had been a big fan of, so I've, I've made my way into these groups and, um, and I loved it at first, but eventually it wasn't what I was looking for because I'm not like now I have my rational mind now. I have my scientific worldview now and I felt, and even though I love all these groups, I'm still doing things for the Freedom From Religion Foundation is the best one, um, and well cfi is great they're all they're all good in their ways but anyway i um it wasn't i didn't need to keep being angry at people who weren't being rational i don't you know like i have my rational mind and i think people all make up make their way through the world i'm not trying to convince people to be atheists like i i do care a lot about laws you know like that the laws keep separation of church and state but um but i'm not I don't feel angry at people that are religious. Like, I think there's a lot of, like, people, God, just yesterday I had lunch with somebody saying, I wish I could just take all religion out. I go, are you friggin' kidding me? That's a terrible idea. That would, first of all, it would be, you don't know what would rush in to fill the void. It could be nationalism or all kinds of other much worse things. And also religion, to me, it's like 20% great, 80% so horrible, Mm -hmm. the most horrible, but 20% great. So... Anyway, so I just realized after like five or six years of going to these groups that it wasn't what I needed. What I needed was community and music and poetry and inspiration and rituals for birth and death and marriage and the problems of limbing you know sharing those and a way to do service that was a big thing for my in Evanston it was a, just mm-hmm. made it very easy for me to be able to plug in and be able to do things that I felt felt were meaningful mm-hmm. and um i needed a church you know, like, and so then when I found the Unitarians, I was like, oh, this is the place for, this is my place. Mm. And even though there's some people there that are real believers, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like most of the people are Because there's
0: room for that in that model, yeah, right? Yeah, they're,
1: they're very, like... Um,
0: my friend know. had a bit about it. My friend Rob Shemi who did this show, he was like... He did an impression of a Unitarian pastor. and he was like, and God or the energy or the mystery that that he or she or it or they found or discovered or was already here (laughs) or there or with us or apart from us (laughs) gave us or gave to you or you gave to yourself. You know they're they're always trying to. It is to, a little like that, but that is kind but of. But I
1: need what I need. I that. agree
0: because there's you and me in the crowd. Know, going, because, like, don't
1: slip up, motherfucker. No, because I go to all these other churches and say, well, that's not true. Why would you say it like that? That's well, right. Like you know, I had that's I right. couldn't give over to it. So yeah, I need that language. Right, that's the language I need. How do
0: you feel about the? I, I love the word transrational. Transrational being beyond ration rationality, not irrational, but it's like something like getting married is a transrational act. When I got engaged, I said I was already living with Val why is that true five though years.
1: i don't even understand that word
0: when we got engaged first of
1: all why is that not a rational act to get engaged oh I, my god I, that's such a good pro- what i would say
0: is irrational to life's
1: problems is to have a partner <laughs> there's nothing irrational about that okay
0: but i already had a partner so why did the exchanging of rings and the giving of vows feel so good that's what was irrational why did it's something- not
1: irrational at all which that's a completely rational thing to do
0: the ceremony yes Okay. And the
1: rings. I'll tell you why. Mm. It's hard to be married to somebody. It's really hard. <laughs> making huge public statements about it, buying a house together, having a kid together, buying a boat, getting a summer house, making it hard to break up, Yeah, announcing it, we're together, mm-hmm. That all those things help you stay together. And the I benefit was... of it is that you get a person to be with.
0: What I was thinking was irrational <laughs> was why it felt so good. That felt sort of strange to but me why Maybe. was
1: that why would that be irrational I'm you're irrational. doing a completely positive thing
0: <laughs> but i already <laughs> ha- yeah you're right you're right yeah i concede that
1: the whole thing of people like we know we're together no I'm conservative about that. No, you get married. You have, a, you have jewelry that signifies that you're with somebody. Yes. Now you need to buy a house together.
0: That's fun. Now you
1: need to have kids together. Yeah. I want you to get a car. Don't buy it outright. I want you to be on a plan with both your names that you both sign it.
0: I keep thinking about the, <laughs> don't hippos have funerals and don't like, you know, there's certain animals that do things I that look very elephants. much like us yes. to be liturgy, that look to be liturgical, that look ceremonial.
1: You just are making it religious. What if it's like, I'm sad my friend died? Yeah, but they all gather... rub their bones. They
0: all gather around. I know. You're right, but isn't that what we're doing? Yeah. And then we call it it a ceremony.
1: But I would say liturgical is just doing a human response to caring about other people and being sad together about them being gone.
0: Yeah, that's true. But some people don't have that natural impulse and you have to sort of rope them in. I know. What's wrong with those people? Don't forget this feels good. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, because it's insurance against the vicissitudes of life. I mean, like, you're really trying to create community in all these different ways to help you. Like, if you think of how we evolved, all these little tribes, the more you were cohesive, the more you had rituals, the more you cared about all the same people, you were willing to sacrifice for those people, Mm -hmm. made it much more likely you'd survive. Mm -hmm. So we all have those impulses. But Mm -hmm. I feel like in modern society, we lose the touch with that but anyway
0: that's true so we kind of need these yes. signposts. yeah i want to play a fun game let's call it's called julia sweeney <laughs> breaks down the logic <laughs> of one of my bets oh because i did a bit in my last special i'm assuming it's wrong to assume do you believe in an afterlife no okay
1: oh yes i've seen this
0: okay Yes. so i say in my bit um people say an afterlife doesn't make sense i agree right. um, i don't
1: think that's true though which part that it doesn't make sense
0: you think it does make sense
1: well, I just don't i, I mean, I guess anyway, go ahead, I'm sorry,
0: I'm assuming the reason you don't believe in it is because it doesn't make sense,
1: yeah, okay, the brain dies okay. you die right
0: and then i the it's not really an argument, I'm just offering life sets a uh, right a precedent for things that don't make sense. <laughs> That have already happened. Because,
1: okay, but that's the part... I had a problem with that. Yeah, no, I know. want you to do it. Because I thought... Well, first of all, I laugh very hard because you're a very skilled comedian. Thank you. And I, I knew I did laugh. But then yeah. I went home and I was... <laughs> my husband's like... I'm like... But why is it so crazy? Why is life such a crazy thing? I don't understand why... Then why is an
0: afterlife a crazy thing?
1: Because we're hum- we're natural human animals that die. And then...
0: But death being something that we can concede, we don't have evidence... On what happens to consciousness when the body dies? I yes, mean,
1: we do. Oh my God, there's so much evidence. Well, we can't we can't
0: measure it, but there's it's potentially. What do you mean you can't measure it? With the activity, like brain activity,
1: you can measure brain activity. That's after what I'm someone's saying someone's is, is is
0: it's o- it was over? Yes, but the the, okay. the theory that that consciousness went somewhere else or lives on somehow another way isn't necessarily something you could prove. You know what I'm saying?
1: No. <laughs> I guess i i so
0: if you if you are just uh if we talked about electricity, if you're electricity, yes, and then your body stops working, then the electricity goes somewhere else, you know what i'm saying it's it's yeah but that's out.
1: A, that, i hate that analogy. Yeah, tell me For everything. consciousness tell me everything. I don't like that it's not like electricity and It does die. We're living things that die. And there's absolutely no evidence that the mind lives on after you die.
0: Right. But what about your, like the essence, for lack of a better word? There's no essence. But what about the recycling nature of the universe? Yeah.
1: Well, no, I mean, all the molecules break down and become other things. Yes.
0: And so the molecules that make up your thing also are making up. I'm not saying that you, Julia Sweeney, go, I'm dead, and I go over here now, and now I'm here.
1: Right, no. or, Like,
0: everything that yes. is everything goes yes. somewhere. There yes. is no nowhere. It's it's repurposed.
1: Yeah, you just decompose. <laughs> and then are recomposed as other things over time. But not yeah. you, the, the things that made up you. I agree. That I don't think there's any special me that is different than the molecules in my body and my consciousness.
0: Right. Which I guess it go, that takes me back to if it's all this if it's all just like one thing it's all just molecules right you know what I mean if we could see this room as it is the molecules right. in the air and you right. and me if we could see that way we would see it's just like nothing talking to nothing no <laughs> or something talking to something or like
1: yeah an animal communicating with another animal
0: yeah that's on that level <laughs> yeah but then on the on the quantum level it would just be a bunch of dots.
1: I don't know what that means exactly the quantum mon- level on the mo- on the molecular level. Okay, molecular. Okay. Okay. So
0: now it's just it just looks like a dead TV screen. There's just a bunch of
1: Well, no, because the molecules are f- doing things. They are interacting in different ways with other molecules that create things like you or me or this microphone or the sofa. Right. Right. But they are all molecules, is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, they're all molecules. Right. And they're not personal to you. No molecules are well, becoming.
1: Well, They, I mean, I care a lot about the molecules in my body, but yes. Right,
0: but while we've been talking, some of them have left you. Yes.
1: Right? Yes. I feel so like you're trying to make something special about a personhood that is separate from just molecules.
0: I'm trying to make something impersonal about... Uh, it's hard to say what I'm trying to do. I don't even know. I okay, well, this is around. my
1: problem with your joke. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> no, I don't even have a problem. Because... When I first saw it, actually I have seen it twice. I saw it at Largo, and then I saw it again. It must have been on your special. And I loved it both times and laughed really hard both times and also knew we had to be friends.
0: That's fun. That was like,
1: we have to be friends because I don't, you know, there's not, comedians aren't like you. That's very special. (laughs) Actually, I could get all verklempt about it. Like, it was really, like... I really appreciate you oh, and that you sweet. are taking on those topics in such a brilliant way.
0: Even though I couldn't stick the landing on my molecules point.
1: Well, I guess I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't what understand you mean it exactly. either. Julie, I couldn't I do feel it. Like, I thought by
0: bringing it up, we would get somewhere interesting and it didn't really work. But well, maybe
1: it's because I just don't understand what you mean. I think that what's special about humans is they are just happen to be these molecules at this moment who've come together with a certain agenda of trying to procreate and live and survive and reproduce or whatever we're doing mm-hmm. care about our status and all that stuff and mm-hmm. then we all fall apart. Like mm-hmm. I that's that doesn't that's not a hard thing for me. That's not hard for me to accept. Mm-hmm. You know like that's I have a very realistic, I think truthful based on the science I understand view of personhood. And you're right, it's constantly changing, and I'm different than the person I was, and I came in here, and I'm shedding molecules and everything else. Shedding molecules. I'm this shedding, great, oh my God, the molecules, so she embarrassing. left the molecules on that sofa.
0: What I'm trying to say is who we are is made up of these things that are very effervescent and irregular and strange.
1: No, but they're not that as, as effervescent and irregular as you think. That's what shedding. I think. Okay, we can shedding. laugh sure let's just stop you're and laugh shedding. it off what i'm saying is in the joke where you're saying but being alive is such a crazy thing like me talking to you is so outlandish mm-hmm. why not thinking other things are outlandish mm-hmm. equally possible mm-hmm. basically that's the joke right yeah, mm-hmm. my response is it isn't that outlandish that you're talking to somebody that we're alive I don't think it's that outlandish thinking that somebody lives on after death, this little sack of molecules that right now thinks it's Julius Sweeney is gonna be Julius Sweeney in some after death scenario that's outlandish, mm. so that's my problem with it, so that's why for me, it was like, well I guess but it isn't that crazy that we're alive it, it, I what? mean, I could imagine. Life taking on so many different forms in ways that would create for a moment a point of view and personality that would be interacting with another personality. That seems completely believable to me based on the science I understand. Thinking that people, a personality or essence of somebody, would live on after their body decomposed <laughs> is completely outlandish to me.
0: Mm. I, I I hear you. That
1: was what it was. Although I will say, I laughed very hard both times.
0: It would be insane for me to say I don't understand what you're saying, <laughs> and yet I know I've visited places intellectually, quietly in stillness, and on drugs, where I've been like, yeah, everything you're saying makes perfect sense, and yet I go, I. I know we're not going to get there with language. There's something quiet happening underneath where I'm like, it's not as cut and dry as you. I think the ego does die when I die. I think I die when I die.
1: So what part of you isn't going to die?
0: That's where you get into the idea of, of, of a soul working out karma. And that brings into free will, which is actually what I wanted to put into you. When we talk about the, neurons firing and and what we're doing and what we're sort of locked into because science tends to agree that there is no free will i'm like well that's also another way of saying you're working out your karma you're doing what you are built to do biologically you know what i mean
1: that's your lot i think
0: you're locked into you were built and lawfully programmed by biology by the by, world yes, uh-huh. as it is.
1: I evolved to be this person into this into a, and this you are locked animal. into yes. the
0: actions that you are bound to by right. your programming. Right. That's another materialistic way. Of it isn't it kind really of
1: programming though, but I mean, it's, about it's more like karma, my biology and my interactions with others, which changes your biology. But yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You're right. Yeah. It's funny. your experiences are part of it. People don't understand that about, that about free will
0: with my brain <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> What
1: about, are you into Sam Harris?
0: People keep telling me to get into Sam because Harris.
1: Because his meditation tapes, he's really where I would include us in the similar range of things. He's really the best for meditation and talking about, from a very scientific point of view, all the zhuzhi stuff. and the, mm. And, all, of course, he wrote a whole book about free will. Anyway, so he's really into the no free will. And that and free will is very hard for me. You are a grilled
0: cheese sandwich. That's what, what you, do you mean? You ever have a perfect grilled cheese sandwich? Yes. It's crispy and it's kind of comforting. I know, but I've also had
1: bad grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, I know,
0: but you, that's why I'm saying you're a good one.
1: Okay, you didn't say that at the beginning.
0: Well, you know, I um, should have known with your teeter-totter, <laughs> leaning not in your favor, <laughs> that you had thought I meant a bad I mean, like IHOP a... road stop <laughs> Denny's fucking grilled um, cheese. But I'm the free, free will person. thing
1: I think about every day... Yeah. Because, But it's a very hard concept to get, inaccuracy, because people think it means that you're predetermined or things are already... Pre- that's not true. Every minute, me parking outside your house and walking in had subtle changes on my biology. This conversation had changes on my brain structure. Yeah, that's right. So to say there's no free will, which I don't believe in free will, just means that everything that happens to happen to me is also becomes part of the predetermined part of what's going to happen. That's
0: what people can't really, it's the snowball rolling down the hill.
1: They want to make it very simple. Like even at the Unitarian Church in Evanston, because you had to take a day of like, you had to learn all about the history of Unitarianism and do this thing. And they they made this group and they said, how many people believe in, who don't, oh, I'm going to, oh, I shouldn't even bring this up because it's too complicated. But it's like, and also because I can't remember it well, but it was like people who don't believe in free will on this side and people who do believe that they have control over their lives on this side. Like it was this unfair description. That's right.
0: That's right. And
1: I stood there in the middle. Like I was like, but That's I not fair. don't believe in free will. And I also believe I make all the decisions in my That's life. Right. But the decisions I'm making are predetermined by my biology and my experiences. Dara,
0: it sounds like third way thinking.
1: So I can't even be in one of these groups and then they didn't like that
0: because everyone I, you i would <laughs> knit you a cape. if you go back to chicago it needs to be knitted it needs to be like a thick substance <laughs> anyway, to keep you warm
1: but i love that stuff i could i could spend all my time but you're right because it, it, it's, it's
0: oversimplified it. to say like I, yeah. I have agency or i don't have right. agency yeah. i heard on npr they were like Look, you don't have free will. It appears that you have free will. Right. So you kind of have free will because you right. seem to feel like you do. And that's right. valid in right. this kind of small way. But really, you don't. And, you know, it's funny when well,
1: I... but when, I... when they say really you don't, they're wrong there, too. Because the way they're even saying, but really you don't, yeah, no, they know. don't understand that it means literally up to the second that that's you're doing right. thing, everything's You're right on the,
0: on the razor's edge. Yeah.
1: So the I, moment is I, like... It's hard for to talk to people about free will. It's cutting like a laser. Unless they're really, yeah. really into it.
0: I, I love yeah. that. Because it's interesting. I, again, in the spirit of not wanting to change anybody, when you take acid with the intention of, I believe this is my mind. I My friend Shane would smoke DMT, which I don't know if you know what that is. But,
1: no.
0: Um, it's insanely more powerful than LSD. It's actually the chemical that's in our bodies right now, but there's inhibitors. And when you die, oh, yeah. you trip on DMT. Oh, it, really? It explains a lot of... Um, after life phenomena. Also babies when they're born are tripping on DMT. It's a real really? thing. It's fucking insane. And I it's a very, it. very, very strong hallucinogen. Yeah. And you can smoke it or you can inject it Intramuscularly. <laughs> and you tried it. No, I haven't. Um, I-, I, took a, I took one hit of it, which does not count. And it wasn't because I was scared. It was because Shane was like, take one, take one, head. you won't even notice." this. Yeah. He's right, I didn't. Things got a little bendy, but it was fine. So I haven't smoked it in the way that you can say I've done DMT, which right. is three deep hits and you go away. Wow. Um, He would go in there. You'd love Shane. You would love Shane. And Shane is like, he loves science. He's hardcore into all of this. And he would go and talk to a thing. Imagine being in a th- three-dimensional reality just like this, and right? you're talking to something that's like, I'm God. And Shane would be like, You're not God. You're my mind. <laughs> he would talk back to what any shaman throughout history would be like. That's a 10 out of 10 mystical experience. And he would go in like you and be like, right. This is just necessary. Right. My animal needs this. Like it needs a capacity to imagine and all this stuff. And I'm being right. overwhelmed by my senses, but I'm not buying it. And I it just oh. but there's something huh. about what we're talking about in free will and taking LSD and going with your belief. I'm, I'm not saying you were wrong. Maybe. I,
1: well, you could say I'm wrong. No,
0: I'm not. <laughs> I'm
1: like, Don't feel like you can't say that. I sort that. of
0: sometimes feel like you find what you're looking for. I don't, but that, that sounds like truth isn't real.
1: Well, that's not, well, we definitely gravitate towards things that we want or expect to be true. I mean, that's well, Ron big, one of our big biases. Big, yes. And I'm
0: yeah. a huge. Yeah. <laughs> I have that hard. Yeah. So I take That's something hard. like that and I go, I'm going to meet God. And I do. And then I'm like, okay. Oh, God. yeah. I come back. But then here's the beautiful seesaw. Talking about seesaws is I'm just like, I just want you to have your LSD trip and come back with that info because it's, Necessary and essential, you know what I mean, to the to the fabric of everything. However, we want to understand that, which no matter what words we use, is going to be incomplete in some way. And I'll come back and I'll be like, I think it was this. And in between, in the meeting of our two perspectives, this is not just hippy dippy stuff. I'm like, that's it. I grew up going as you did. I need to make you think what I think, and now I'm like, this is it. This is. Well, the I charge. definitely
1: have a part of me that wants to not leave this room until you think exactly as I do. <laughs> <yes. laughs> I'm like a spiritual. I'll domination. be a Unitarian. You, you're be both not believing in God. I'll,
0: be, I'll believe in the Unitarian Jesus. Is that okay? As a metaphor, Jesus is
1: one person among many that we look to for guidance.
0: That's right. Um, we look to Mulan. Wise- Mulan's a good metaphor. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it does. <laughs> what time
1: is it? Okay. Oh God, it's three ten. Oh, we've got to stop.
0: Well, we're not going to wow. stop. We're gonna. We're gonna put a pin in this
1: well it's very exciting to even be able to have these conversations with a comedian because that's hard for me to have so much of what i love in one person
0: oh my jesus if ever i I love the and i don't mean the metaphorical jesus i I mean jesus of nazareth (laughs) that shows up in two historical documents The Bible and Josephus. No, but that's,
1: oh, Josephus was written that was backdated. Really? That's a, yeah, that's not, that's a fake.
0: What fun. So he was written in one yes. 300 years he probably, later. It was
1: probably an amalgamum,
0: actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah.
1: Tell me. Buddha, either. too. Yeah.
0: Of course. What's fun no, about but, Buddha was they were like, nobody was ever like,
1: this is fucking real, baby.
0: They seem to be a little bit more groovy.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I hate about modern religion is taking it seriously. Like, it's it's all, like, I feel like you're missing... It's that's what I would do at each church. I would think you're missing what's great about the Bible, which is it's made up stories, but it's coming from this collective unconscious. That's this right. is our history that's of right. how we solved the problems of the world. That's it's right. also how we dominated each other and ordered society and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 80%. They're incredibly great stories. Stopping and insisting that Jonah and the whale is true wrecks...
0: Jonah and the big fish. Never the, Jonah says whale. And the, Yes, that's right. <laughs> <I know> Jonah <laughs> and the big that. fish.
1: But like it... It's even Jesus itself is ruined by making it true. That's right.
0: I completely agree. Jesus'
1: story is an incredibly powerful story that's important for right now. That's
0: right. And because it wasn't ruined by journalistic reporting.
1: Well, yeah. Well, it just, it's a, like, people are going, Star Wars is true. It's true. Like, It's like not. Well, I don't even like Star Wars. I'm trying to think of something I I would like, but but it moves you in a way because it's not. Yes, it's like it's like Harry Potter is for people. It's like I I wrote this in my book. I was like,
0: it wants to bring you to a place by any means necessary.
1: Right. Yes. And
0: how else are you going to get there? And uh, yes, politely.
1: Right. So I feel like it's a sad (laughs) thing that as as we discovered the scientific method and we and also as of course all the dark side of what the church was doing, much terrible stuff. there became this thing of like forcing the religious people into a corner where they have to defend that it's actually true. That's right, and I think that's unfair to them. I think that's I unfair to both sides.
0: That that might be the whole point of my one of the big points of my book was it was unfair, right, to have to hold something that was never right. intended to be held up to that no, scrutiny. No, and then I threw out the baby with the bath because I was missing some of the things that you were missing. Yeah, and
1: I and I guess I was the same because. Yeah. No, I threw out too much, and there's, then I realized I had to find the right thing for me. Do you me. understand
0: how... You think it's just me, because it's comedians, but there's hundreds of thousands of us. I've yes. found so many of yes. them that are just like, you'd be a fool to not throw it away, and then later, I, I'm right. like, you'd be a fool to not circle back and go, what should have come Well, okay, come see, here's
1: us? my latest thing, I Hit think. it, please. Except that then people get mad at me for saying it, especially in the atheist groups.
0: I can't wait, then.
1: Um, I just think people sure should person- stay in their religion, Oh. and just be an atheist in their religion. Great. Just say because I think these traditions have so much to offer and do so much for that human psyche needs and human social group needs. It's such a, there's so much organization, just the organized part of the religion part of it. Mm-hmm. Um that I think in retrospect I would have probably been better off to stay Catholic. Say I'm an atheist. That's right. But stay Catholic. Yeah. And like, it's sort of like the Jewish tradition. There's so many people who are just so atheists, but they still go do the Seder. They still go yeah. do all this stuff. But they say, yeah, I don't believe in God. I find that incredibly inspiring. I, and I've I wish, always loved that. Too. Yeah, like I feel like I wish these other groups had room for there to be some of the people don't believe in it, but they're still staying in it. And I think they would benefit from that. Then I, you know, then people go, oh, yeah, the Catholic priests are not going to go for that. That's the whole way that they control people. Like, that would be way too threatening to the hierarchy of the Catholic Church yeah. to have a big atheist tradition, even though I, I would say the Jesuits were pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, and, and I think it's sad for me and for Catholicism that I left because I resonated with all of those rituals, and the music, could have used and a everything voice else. That went, hey, and, I noticed everyone yeah, has two kids. <laughs> yes exactly i'm not kidding and also said why can't i be catholic and an atheist and and but you can't in the catholic church you can do that in judaism and you know reform modern judaism not right, orthodox right. and so i so i have lots of people write to me still about their religious stuff i mean because of letting go of god i still get so i mean really so hundreds of letters and hundreds of everything and i over time At first I would counsel people and, you know, say, oh, it's going to be okay. There's other groups out there, you know. And now I say, just stay in. They go, what do I do if the whole family prays? You pray with them. You hold hands. (laughs) You know what that is? A family holding hands, thinking the same thoughts at the same time. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like on the other side and I get in trouble a little bit with some of the hardcore. Like, you can't say that. Yeah. It's like, no, but I, I don't, I think you're throwing away too much to just leave it. Hmm. Anyway, Hmm. eh, all right.
0: No, Julia, don't take my hmm (laughs) as lack of, you stoked my flames. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I was also thinking about how it broke my heart that you didn't you didn't see the Jesus quote as much as I did because I'm like that's that kid like thing holding hands and talking this. That's same. because so you childless. haven't really
1: had a kid. You've have you've had a five month old kid. When you have some toddler driving you friggin nuts, you're that's not going funny. oh their brain is so beautiful. Well, I think no, you're when, thinking they are wild animals that now to be civilized and live in society.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> julia that's interesting um we because we get heavy yes i don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast to this
1: point i haven't and i feel bad that i I haven't
0: that is not what i was doing i know
1: you're trying to make me no i know you're (laughs) not i know you're not i do feel bad i should
0: we're all molecules listen identity is an illusion listen who you are is bigger (laughs) than your body look (laughs) no i'm kidding um i disagree disagree, i know i know i know um what I was going to say was because we get heavy and yeah. we always do. We talk to yes. everybody about. You want to know what John Hamm knows things about God? listen oh. to the end of the John Hamm episode. Oh, and think can't about wait. his beautiful face, <laughs> um, and his funny walk. Listen, uh, we ask to palate cleanse. Can you think of a time? It's don't feel pressure in your life. Relax. That you laughed. Take it easy. Really, really hard. It could be the hardest. Oh, and maybe you were a, co- a kid. I know you hate kids and you think they're deep
1: No, I don't. Kids. No, i understand Jesus i'm just saying, realistic about unless you be like I a, say, oh, the eyes of a child you be
0: like a maniac piece <laughs> of shit animal kid you won't see the kingdom of heaven <laughs> um but can you think of a time that you laughed really really hard in your life and first first thought is always fine
1: well the first thought and it's so funny that i would say this
0: crashing <laughs>
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> and, um, uh, oh my god that and I have a crashing question. Oh, okay. It. You may ask. Um after. Okay, but wait. Whatever you want. I always think the hardest I think I ever laughed. Well, I've had so many times where I thought I've laughed so hard and for so long I don't know and of course I didn't have someone measuring my laugh, how long I was laughing.
0: You are the scientific method.
1: <laughs> so I can Okay, well, we don't ask. have a control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's from Adam Sandler made me laugh the hardest I think I've ever laughed. On set? No. we He would do this thing backstage where he would do crank calls to people when we were just sitting around waiting for Lauren to come out and tell us what sketches we're in or whenever we had to wait in this waiting room. And there was a phone, and he would just, and this was like right when he got on, so he's not a star. I'm, I we're both, We both started like within two weeks of each other. Wow. And he would call like Jim's, and see and he would time how long he could keep them on the phone with his questions in this old lady voice so he would and i can't do it but he would oh. call up and go hello i'm looking for a, a a aerobic class but i can only go between 10 and 12 do you have one that oh you do now i want to ask some questions i it's have a bad one handler. leg that goes backwards some like accidentally sometimes it goes the opposite way it's very disconcerting for other people in the class often because i have to hobble off to the side and put my leg back like that and then and then they go would that be okay um also i'm a little hypoglycemic and i need to sip orange which sometimes spurts out my nose because i have a problem with my like that okay and then just on and on and on and i would laugh so hard like i couldn't i would have phlegm for like a week (laughs) like i couldn't Stop laughing. To me, that was the funniest. And
0: when Lauren came in and went, Pat at the beach is cut, you'd be like, I don't, I care. don't care. I don't care. Anyway,
1: that was my first thought. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my God. So funny. So, so, so funny. Julia, uh, w-
0: w- <laughs> what gender is Pat? I'm just kidding. Um, why don't you ask your crashing question? Okay. Yeah.
1: When your character goes... Uh, also, I want to give you another compliment. I love that your character, the character Pete Holmes... Yeah is an okay comic but not great he's not great <laughs> because i no because when i first that i was so happy when i saw you yeah. because i thought wow is this a guy who's really not that great of a stand-up but he's a wonderful storyteller like he like the show is so great oh you thought me yes yeah and then because I watched the show then I saw you and I was like you're so brilliant mm-hmm. and oh my god at Largo yeah, last I week when I right. saw you that thing that you said that you yeah. might Yeah, re- I'm gonna release it that and also just how you talked about it afterwards with me was so just saying that you were floating the air that you were getting from it oh the audience like, gave like, me so oh my much god win. that was just a wonderful incredible way to think about the I've audience had...
0: doesn't know if they're better the show's better you know right and they I said it to them that night I'm yeah like, sometimes you you're part of a bad audience, right? No, that's a that terrible was so feeling. Great. Yeah, like oh no, I think we're bad.
1: No, I know. I and I've had <laughs> yes. Anyway, I've for had sure. all the experiences, but I yeah. love that so much. But seeing how brilliant you are, which I really do, I, you're just my favorite stuff oh. comic. Like I can't tell you. Okay, I love it. But to know that you are so crafting the level of comedy that your character Pete Holmes is doing on Crashing is yeah. very interesting to me, and I really applaud you for not being funnier yeah I you know hear, like, no, I hear what you're saying. like you're really just about as ma- as funny as that character should could be yeah. because you also can't get into the cellar like you that's can't right. be great you can't be you that was one of because my, you would be getting into all those places that's right, that's right yeah
0: that's one of my proudest achievements is that we i did a set and wrote a set and it's old material that was funny enough to get laughs right. but not funny enough to get into the cellar i was very proud right. of that
1: Oh, my God, that was so great.
0: Yeah, I was really pleased.
1: And also the guy, the, I wanted, what's his name? The 18-year-old. And what, are you, what about when you go, how old are you? 18. And you, I think you said something like, I'm 32 or something. Yeah. And it was, oh, yeah. God, oh, God. Yeah, baby, ah, yeah. ah, 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 ah. <laughs> okay, I love every moment. Okay, there's only one part I didn't get. Yeah, hit me. Okay, when you go to the synagogue... Uh-huh. And, and you're and you explaining your relationship to Kat, how you met Kat to these guys. Oh, you had sex two times yep. in this crazy way. I totally didn't understand their response. And then going to the rabbi, I didn't understand. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't I understand.
0: Why they were concerned?
1: Because at first I thought they'd be like, yeah. Or are we trying? But then they were like. I didn't understand their point of view because I thought if they're really religious, they'd just be completely outraged by it. But I didn't get right.
0: Well, they're the, not. They're not. They're not. Right. Super I didn't. Religious.
1: Yes. I didn't get. They seemed like it was being played that they were uncomfortable with it, and I didn't know why. Like you should talk to our rabbi. Like why that was. A I did scene. not understand any of that part.
0: There, well, there There's a buy. You know the term <laughs> by... Uh, no. TV writers say there's a buy in the okay. scene. Something the audience has to buy into. Oh, okay. It was tricky for us to pull off. Right. And when I watched it, I thought we did as well as we could, but you're right. absolutely right. So it's a very oh. good kind of area because it was tricky. It's kind of like... Okay, yeah. We were trying to have the audience buy that, the, that Elon, one of the comics, right. knows that Pete is religious and that he's, quote, not that kind of guy. So we wanted, for the story's sake, him to represent back to Pete... Literally the idea, I think you're a little lost. Meaning, anyone else tells me this story, great, you got laid, you're a crazy Because guy. he
1: wants you to be religious?
0: He thinks Pete's religious, that he w- just was married, and that he doesn't know what he's doing, and that he's in a new experience, Oh, oh okay. and he's being swept away by it. So he's not going in with his eyes open. Right. Whereas if it had happened to him, he'd be like, this is crazy, but I'm a little bit guarded. Pete's saying, I think I met my person. And he's going like, I think you're a little doe-eyed here. So I because
1: think, you're a person you wouldn't meet that way. Well,
0: he says something happened to you that you thought would never happen to you. And I get that that's exciting. But right. I th- he's just saying, I needed to pump the brakes. You were a very sheltered person. Right. This happened. And I think you're getting a little carried away. So I think you should talk to the rabbi. But
1: what, is the, to tr- what does that mean, get carried away, though? Like- that you're
0: going to think you're in love and that you're going to like be with this person, which is what Pete but does.
1: Wait, but wait, how is that different than anyone else?
0: I think what he's thinking is, crudely... Like you had like a crazy sex experience, just let it be what it was, and don't read too much into it don't be like i'm in love, oh, yeah, he's saying like, yeah, these things happen, but because you're sheltered, you might mistake this for like
1: this okay is see my, I the was love taking of my life this is the part i didn't i i didn't wasn't sure what the intention was, but i when i had my suspicions i didn't like it if it was true, but it seems like it's not true. Mm. Which was like, that's not a good girl. A good girl doesn't go and have sex like that. She's a bad girl and you're a good guy. And in our mind, a good guy wouldn't begin a relationship like that. So she's probably a bad girl.
0: No, I think he's saying you're an idiot. (laughs) Pete Pete is an idiot. And just go in with your eyes open. Like, don't. Don't let the novelty of what happened to you, which is, let's not put a judgment on it, but it was novel and exciting, mix in with your heart. Like like any young person that's never been with that many people.
1: But how would that... You're saying that, like, if you came in and said, oh, I met this girl, She's also has the same worldview I do, fill in the blank worldview of religiousness or whatever. And we were so attracted to each other that within an hour of even meeting with each other we had sex a couple times but yeah. now we've been together three weeks and it, she's she does seem to be great right how is that is is the difference that you would have the same like they were worried that she was didn't have the same worldview that you had no
0: i don't think like so. i don't understand, I, I understand why, why that
1: is so bad like why would that be
0: completely understand. <laughs> and I, I see why you would think that. Yeah. It was not It was not my intention to say, this is a naughty girl. Right. I think they're saying, you're a sweet guy, and I don't know if you're free as free as this person or ready for something uh, like this right. big of an undertaking. Right. But I understand what you're saying.
1: And then when, when they wanted you to talk to the rabbi, why would they want that?
0: Because, again, this, this was something that we were, it was like notes that we got, right. and it was like, here's the the point of the episode, they say Pete seems lost. So we were like, okay, how do we, how do we make that clear? So you're feeling some right. of our effort yes. there to reach that conclusion. So that's why I'm sort of delighted and also like, <laughs> oh, we didn't quite do it. But we were sort of... Well,
1: no, to me, it just needed to be, all it needed to be, and I'm not the general audience, I guess, but I just didn't understand what their concerns were about it. I yeah. didn't know why those no, guys would have concerns about him...
0: I th- yeah you're, you you know like, I don't totally know what those particular go, guys
1: would be. concerned You're a religious
0: about. yeah because they're you're thinking they're religious too. I'm thinking they're just comics. no.
1: I was thinking they weren't religious, oh. so then why would they care that you were? I guess you're saying they're thinking of you, Shelter. the personality that they know of you, and describing meeting somebody and having sex with them right away in and confusing places. Think they, I think they're mind,
0: thinking that cat. Is not thinking about it in the same way that Pete is. They're going like, "Hold your horses!" Oh, you oh, might- like
1: she doesn't. She's not going to be as invested in this as you are. You're because, because you falling haven't because had- you're an idiot. I get it. Okay, that I That's understand. What we're going for. Okay, all I needed was one sentence that, that would help.
0: I was just dense about it. We're going to add this I, <laughs> conversation as a as a bonus content. Oh, I'm sure. Rolls people would the love my episode. confusion
1: for 20 minutes. No, Why think, would they care I
0: if think you do that? That is one of the few <laughs> times where where I got a note that I was like, okay, that's part of the engine of the episode, but, but the, it was And then when they said
1: they wanted you to talk to the rabbi, I was like, because he, they want him to be Jewish?
0: I think they were like... Again, I'm sort of representing something that I can't fully represent. I thought not going
1: to ever be Jewish.
0: I think they were like, (laughs) you need to get some wisdom for how to negotiate and navigate a world that they think is new and overwhelming to you. I think that's what they're saying. Right, okay. You're not doing anything wrong necessarily. Okay. The double shtup, as they say. But they think... (laughs) He's he's Frodo going into the wilderness and he doesn't even have a sword. Maybe talk to the rabbi. He's a wise guy. Remember he says he's a genius. He's a right. psychological genius, not just religion, just wisdom. Not right. become Jewish. Talk to a wise guy wise guy. Get a little <laughs> bit of some of your That's a
1: good name for like a book with Buddha. The uh, wise guys. That's
0: funny. Get some, <laughs> and, but also get some of your own tradition reflected back to you cuz it is 70%. Well, you know what's so funny is I
1: realize even in our whole conversation religion has a lot and this is true I think for most people but I'm just saying it it has a lot to do with sex. Oh, my you God. Know, like, you know what my so book is So much to called? do with sex. Because it's
0: called Comedy, Sex, God, because God and sex were so intertwined.
1: I know, but I feel like for me, God and sex weren't intertwined at all. Like, I didn't have guilt about having sex when I had sex. I never felt guilty about sex. Are you sure you're Catholic? I know. <laughs> no, I know. There are parts of me that I guess, I don't know, I missed that Amun. part. Well, Immune. just it's one of your superpowers. Like, I didn't think I want to do something, but I'm not doing it because God doesn't want me to do that. I never thought that. Yeah. I thought oh, this guy's cute. <laughs> that's and so now we funny. should have sex with each other or not that's have sex with each other so or maybe he funny. doesn't like me. But God, I didn't have God mixed in with that. That was never... But I meet a lot of people who've left God. It was like, I want, I couldn't not have sex before marriage. All these normal things. You know, like I think, oh, that's just human. But for... So that was... I've met a lot of people who stopped believing in God because they wanted to do things that somehow God was keeping them from doing. That's me. Having sex, yeah. doing drugs, or whatever, being this life that God was keeping. Uh, my, my God never didn't want me to do everything. Wow. My God was like a nice uncle who just enjoyed me and just had good laughs over my travails. And at the groundlings would go, <laughs> An uncle! <laughs>
0: like an older uncle like
1: an older uncle and god's
0: like is it the beard i can shave <laughs> I and i go god you should dye your beard
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you'll get a lot more work lot if you don't have work. that big although there is santa claus
0: once a year is it worth it <laughs> i know it. one month of work um okay wonderful wonderful thank we had you had a great time yes um oh yeah would you yes you feel good
1: Yes, I feel good. We did push it right to the end here. I know. I'm which sorry. Is, no, it's no, oh, yes. no, no, I no. Mean,
0: we I've never sent a text during the podcast. Um, but we have the guest at the end. First of all, plug what you want to plug. You're doing your show at the Geffen. Um, I'm
1: doing the show. No I, did. I, I, no, I did the I show. Thought the I thought I as well
0: might be well, coming Well, no, but
1: I don't know if that'll come together or not.
0: It, I have nothing to plug. It will. What if I was I'm like,
1: doing... Um,
0: it's meant to be. <laughs> JK. <laughs> don't
1: start. J- um, I'm Jesus doing, Christ,
0: JK. I, I don't think know it's when this will come out. We don't know.
1: Okay, so I'll say this. Um, I'm going to also do um, Older and Wider. That's the show I'm doing now at Largo on June 17th and 18th. Wide guys. Flanny just added two more dates for me in oh. June because we sold out the April.
0: Good for you. Wow. So, yeah. Wonderful.
1: Okay, so I have that.
0: And then you say. Oh,
1: and I'm also on a TV show. Which one? Oh, my God. It, it already I, happened. No, it came out. On, it comes out on March 15th.
0: People complain that my character on Crashing <laughs> perce- like grows too fast, gets too many breaks too quickly. Oh. And you move back to L.A. and you're on a TV show. No, I know. It was so crazy. <laughs> in one
1: week after what I got back, fun. I got on a show. I play Aidy Bryant's mother in this show called Shrill that's on Hulu starting March 15th. I did six episodes. And it's really fun. Good yeah, really you. fun. And I did a part on Brooklyn Nine-Nine Get with Andy Samberg where I play, I think she's 70, the character. Get out my yeah.
0: son is 45 oh my jesus
1: and i'm a crazy lady in the hospital with a bomb around me and it's so funny and he's so funny and he has yeah. to talk to me. it's so much fun that's great i love it so anyway i don't know when that will be on
0: a- andy samberg did this podcast you can find out oh he, he did he oh okay just listen to the last you 30 always minutes talk to people about every episode they- at least for 30 minutes usually okay. an hour. you're gonna love it or you're okay. gonna hate it Because you won't be there to go, what is this molecule stuff? Listen, uh, (laughs) would you say, you were a delight. Would you say the catchphrase is how we end? The guest says the catchphrase, which is keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Which means that the soul is not a metaphor, that it's a real reality. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I can't say that, Pete. I can't say it. Look, thank you. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> Alright It means the soul is not a metaphor It's a reality I'm so
1: crispy My team 900 shoes 850 I'm so crispy I'm so crispy My ice game making players wanna get-